Hey, Real Nerds listeners, your favorite host, Ryan, here to remind you that social media is great. How great is it? There's many ways you can find the Real Nerds on social media. You can download us on iTunes. You can listen to us streaming on Stitcher Radio. You can call us 720-6Nerds5. Aw, man, our website is so cool. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You want to leave some fan mail? Oh, that's so easy, realnerds at gmail.com. Twitter, we got it, at real underscore nerds. You can even like us on Facebook. Thank you so much, and hey, enjoy the show. Welcome to the 200th episode of Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic-Con 2015. I am Ryan, and with me is... James. And... Brad. Finally, Brad. Welcome back, you piece of shit. Wow. Yep, that's me. Come back for the anniversary. You only come back for the big deals. Uh, just, well. just the celebrations, none of the hard work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 blowing up. I'm, I'm too I'm too big for this podcasting. I know guys. you're like so popular now. Oh, you're shooting a movie, shooting videos. Yep, I'm doing one tomorrow. Shooting porn. Whoa. Shooting tons of porn. Uh, his porn name is Brad Saint Brad. <laughs> is it? I, I don't know. <laughs> That's I, one of them. I can't. <laughs> it's one of them. One of them. Yeah. My goodness. Shooting them. I'm in them. It's crazy. So here we are, guys. Two hundred episodes in. How's everybody doing? How's everybody feeling? Good. Um, Why did we do this? Yeah. <laughs> How did this even start? I don't remember anymore. It's been so long. And it's been almost four years. I know. Four years. You know, it's crazy when you go back and think that we're seeing sequels to movies we reviewed. Oh, yeah. That's right. You know, it's quite it's quite the accomplishment. And we're thank not, you to both of you. I mean, we're seeing, like, whole franchises built on movies that we reviewed. Mm-hmm. Like, And they really, you know... If I, if I had to guess, Hollywood really follows us, and they said, "Well, if they like us, then the well, no, that's the movie will succeed." That's that's clearly not true because they've made. Well, then there'd be a battleship too. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Where's that? How come they're announcing Ouija two this week, but not Battleship two? Like, come on. Yeah. Taylor Kitsch, he kills movies. God damn it! What happened to him? He's so good, and his career got so killed. Well, yeah. When you star in two hundred fifty million dollars movie, and they both make. Seventy-five million combined. Shit. He's doing okay. He's in a TV show, right? Mm-hmm. Is he? What yeah. TV show? He's in. Um, uh, he's in a popular one. Yeah, I can't remember. It's not like that. That romantic comedy with Alicia Cuthbert, is it? Or like something dumb no. like that? Is I it think it's good? Friday Night Lights again. Oh, dude, what? I would <laughs> watch the shit out of that. Oh man, that's so, an entire series that I watched during. The, like, there's so many things that I, when we started, I had not seen that I have seen now. Like, yeah. man. And uh, so, Brad, what's your what's your favorite memory of 200 episodes in? Actually, more than 200. We just, you know, number 200. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Just the audio part? Yeah, or it could be the anything. Whole experience? Yeah, the whole yeah. experience. I don't know. Interviewing Michael Eastland was good. Yeah. Um, making the pod show has been awesome. Um, our, our discussions, guys, every one of them. Oh, okay. All 200 of them. <laughs> Uh, that's uh, yeah. After two hundred episodes, it's it's a tough question to just like shoot out the, or to answer right away. I know I was gonna give you like a really hard thing. I say, remember when we said this about blah blah blah, and I was gonna have 
time things because I've been working out so much. I've been listening to all our old episodes. Yeah. But then I was like, man, then I got to remember the exact timestamp and tell <laughs> yeah. him. I was like, um, that's what I wish we could do is like go back through all the episodes and like mark marquee like like how many times we said this or like a word or mm-hmm. yeah. um, what our opinions were for all these our, different things. Our library is just so vast now; it's hard to do. Yeah. If We'd we have just... to pay somebody to go through and yeah. listen. So let's say each episode averages about an hour and a half times 200. Oh, so you goodness. have 500 hours, basically, of podcasting. Sheesh. Would yeah. it take a whole year just to listen to all four years? <laughs> well, if you didn't get sleep, it'd take 13 straight days. So, oh, Man. This, oh. is a, this is an insane thing we've done. No, it is. This it's, is an it's absolute, quite an accomplishment. Like, most people... Most people do not invest this much time in I mean, something so pointless here's the thing, cool. Is as much I, I love Dana, but we outlasted you know, <laughs> uh, not literally. And Shots fired. We outlasted a lot of people, to be completely honest. And yeah. the thing is, is actually I stopped liking not literally. I forgot that you know Jenny left and Dana was kind of not really in it. And then that one dude posted that thing on it about how it's Dana's fault that. Nothing gets oh, done. And I mean, we, I'm like, they shot that, and you're just not editing it, dude. I'm pretty sure it's your fault. Yeah, I mean, not that we should air like other people's dirty laundry, but fucking Eric is a douchebag, and they've that whole thing has fallen apart in the most like horrible and ugly way. Um, anyway, that's, and that's you know why I brought that up too, though. That's why it's important just to keep your friends. You know, um, I mean, the, what I'm most proud of is it's 200 straight weeks. Yeah. Of a new episode, some yeah. content of some kind. Yeah, it's why it's why every now and then one of us misses an episode, just so it's like you know what, fuck these motherfuckers. I need to be somewhere else. <laughs> I have spent too much after five hundred hours with you guys. I'm like every I now and then more Spider Man commentary. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, but it's not that for me because honestly, I still love going to movies. Oh yeah, and I still love talking to them. If I miss an episode, it's because I'm doing something. Did you? It's, it's not because I don't like being around you guys. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. I would, I would be doing this anyway, even if we weren't doing. I mean, which we've said since the beginning. But um, yeah, now it's just an excuse to talk about movies. Yeah, and it's it's why it, it's why it is so easy. That yeah. even though like our lives have changed drastically in the last four years, mm-hmm. um, and and it's you know the um, the amount of time that we have to do this and the amount of that we can invest in it, and I mean. Shoot, there were some text messages this week where I was like, oh, shit, like, mm-hmm. there, I was, you know, really worried that I wasn't going to be able to do certain things, and, like, the the fact that, that that is even in question from four years ago when it was like, dude, I got nothing going on, like, yeah. you know, why not do this podcast? Well, um, and your life changed, you're right, changed so much, I mean, besides me having a kid and stuff, is, I mean, even someone like Brad, where his, you know, his video life has yeah. taken off. Oh, yeah. So much because of because the no not saying because of the podcast but you know you did the pod show and then oh that's a schizophrenic who walks down the street it's all right and he uh, he just comes he's like fuck shit fuck you shit. your door's just open right it's all right I have a gun and uh, <laughs> oh thank God what, you have a right. gun now I do oh sweet can yeah. I see it yeah it's a Glock um, <laughs> I just want to check the barrel make sure it's okay yeah uh, it's it's not loaded. <laughs> <laughs> you should get your baby to load it is it really not loaded because if it's oh, not yeah. loaded I'm gonna lock the fucking door no it's of course it's not loaded oh god. Here's here's the thing, guys. When you have a gun, you keep the gun locked and you keep the ammo separate and you don't load the gun. Oh. Yeah, but if you're gun respo- safety. if you're responsible and there's a creepy lady walking by the window, talking. oh no, you're no like if someone walked in here, dude, I couldn't shoot him. I'm fucked. Stop, <laughs> stop looking creepily out the window, Brad. Because you're creeping like me. Someone right there. Because I, no, I am I am getting up 
And I am locking the door. I'll tell you because my gun is in the closet behind you, James, and the ammo is in like the laundry room. Yeah, he's so. on the doorstep, so we just totally heard that. <laughs> just kidding. Do you remember that fear of like just looking into a window that's like black and then a face just appears? Yeah, I do. Uh, mine wasn't a face; it was ET. <laughs> Luckily, I'm you not have fucking kidding. Bushes. Really? Yeah. No, really. Yeah, I would like get up and go downstairs and get some water in the middle of the night and be like, "What if ET were out my window?" Yeah, just imagine me like being in like a party or something, like a conversation like this, and just looking over and there's being a face right there. But you have those bushes, so that's good. Yeah, but still, it could be. Can we know. talk about something else? Uh, but yeah, <laughs> besides Brad, you know, it's so much fun seeing the hard work though pay off. I've said it before, you know, when you're at Denver Comic Con and people say, "Oh, I heard you guys. I'm from Florida," or you know, Dan from like, Ohio and things like that. That's oh, what I say. Yeah. The answer to your question: meeting all of our fans. Yeah, that's for, yeah, yeah. Like no, it's like, rewarding for me to be seen and known. The, the, <laughs> the fact that we went to see, I mean. It's not going to see warm bodies that was cool. It was going to see warm bodies with Cora, who we'd never met uh, mm-hmm. until the show, right? Yeah. Like uh, moments like that were what was was has been really cool. And you, and you know, you brought up the Michael Uslan thing, and you know that's something that always sticks out in my mind because it's one of those chances that I always remember taking because he was at Mile High Comics for the Denver Comic Con, the first one. And he was signing his book, and I just walked up to him, and Brad says, oh, he's not going to be on the show because he's the executive producer of Batman for you know 25 years or 30 years, I think. And Which, why isn't he? I'm, I'm curious as to why he's not a producer on Batman uh, versus Superman. Is he not? He's not. Interesting. He was, he was on uh, what DC movie did I just watch that he's on? I I, like, as far as I know from like his book and stuff, he's like contractually. Are you sure he's not? Do you look at the every credits? Batman. Yeah. Hmm. Unless they're not just printing it on the poster. Hmm. Maybe because it's an... I don't know. I just saw him on something else that was DC. Yeah, that I feel like every Batman property like he has to be a part of, like even the cartoons and things. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But anyways, yeah. So, you know, it's one of those... I think it was actually a defining moment for the podcast because I was, I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Who cares? Is he going to say no to me? And that actually started giving me the courage to walk up to celebrities and just say, you want to be on my show? And if yeah. they say no, f- it's all right. And if they don't, <laughs> they don't be my show, that's fine. But I've only been turned down twice. And one was Kane Hodder because he was doing a pilot for some other show. And he said he, it was like contractually he couldn't do it, which probably, I mean, probably not. <laughs> but, uh, um, and Chandler Riggs, little um, Carl from The Walking Dead, uh, the producers wouldn't allow him to be on shows. Because yeah. at the time he was like nine or something. So yeah. they were worried about spoilers. But he was still, he, I'll always remember when he shook my wife's hand and he said, Laura, it is so nice to meet you. And I thought it was the cutest thing I've ever hmm. seen. <laughs> um, but yeah. And that, you know, when I walked to Michael Euston, I asked him to be on the show. And he's like, yeah, I'll do your show. And then when we sat down at Denver comic con, we were waiting for that. I don't even remember what the panel before his was like web comics or something. Yeah, or, okay. And then he sat down next to me and said, I'm going to be on your show later. Right. I was like, you remember me. And then we got to sit behind him at the show and yeah, Sat down for 15 minutes when he didn't have any time. And I'm like, one more question. He's like, okay. He's like, but I really got to go. He didn't say that, but he answered every question. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love the what everyone's accomplished. I love and thank you guys for your sacrifice and everything that you've done. And um, also meeting Jonathan Tiersten and like yeah. making yeah. a video with him. Yeah, I mean, we, we're, we're just so lucky. Um, All of the other, yeah, like. The interviews with George's Jaunty and Rebecca Isaacs and Joe hey, Kelly. Hey, James, don't we have another interview we can put up with We this? do. Yeah, we do. Oh, fucker, you better put that shit up. 
Um, I swear to God. Four weeks. So, uh, yeah, later. I mean, all, all of those experiences, everything yeah. we've gotten to do at Denver Comic Con. I mean, here's the thing is, like, George is jaunty now. I can say he's a con friend. Yeah. Like, uh, every Sunday he comes and – is he coming this year? Oh, I hope. He comes every Sunday and he sits down and he talks to us for an hour and a half, two hours yeah. when he could be making money. Right. And it's just things like that that you just cherish. And um, thank, thank you to our listeners for making these last four and a half years awesome. Yeah. Um, That's the other thing is, like, I think why we're successful is because, you know, like, not literally, it was like a business. Mm-hmm. And we don't treat this like a business, although it feels like a business sometimes. It does. I mean, it's it's hard. But at the end of the day, it's just our love of doing this yeah. that keeps it going. It's not required. And that's the thing too is, you know, and I'll always I'll say this to anybody who's thinking about doing a podcast. One consistency is the most important thing. I say this at every panel I do: consistency, and also find something you really want to do. And two, don't treat it like a business because, yeah, I mean, we I do sometimes I feel the pressure to watch movies during the week. Yeah. But at the end of the, but at the end of the day, I you know I'm probably gonna watch a movie anyways. So just watch it and have fun. And doing it has also introduced me to movies that I've never seen, classic movies and. So I, I just really enjoy it. So again, thank you. And I talked for a long time, James. What's what are you taking from these two hundred episodes? Man, I mean, it's it's tough. I, I you know I think feel like um, it's gone through so many different phases, and we've had so many different uh, experiences and and uh, cool things that we've gotten to do. Either from um, you know getting to meet and talk to a lot of the people sort of in the, in the local film community, um, getting to do things like I was thinking about it on the, on the, on the drive up here, like all of the more memorable things we've gotten to do, like the, um, doing the live show, uh, for Aurora rise and, mm. you know, you, events like that, that were just Telluride so, horror. Oh yeah. I mean, oh we man. Did, Every we, time we've done I, Telluride I horror. I forget to say that we did, you know, it makes you feel good too. We did such a good job at mile high, uh, Denver comic con. That the lady who doesn't do it anymore, but Tsunami Amy, she was in charge of uh, publicity for Telluride. She recommended us to the guys who run Telluride, and that's how we got there. And so, you know, the battery and things like that, just it, it's irreplaceable yeah. experiences. It's yeah, quite a ride, you guys. Mm-hmm. And it's now really it's cool. over. What? Whoa, whoa, <laughs> wait, what? Wait. No, this is not where we're going. That's not where we're going. Just uh, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, James, to cut you off. <laughs> No, no, no. I think that's I think that's it. Brad, that's been really did you, cool. Do we win an award? Episode six that you posted can we about can, that you showed at the Mercury? Uh we didn't win an award, but um Can we it can got we the best reaction ourselves? of the night. Nice. Oh, what? Can we give ourselves an award? Like can we can every we order day. a statue? What made you decide like, to play that one there? Every day I wake up and pat myself on the back, it's like an award. <laughs> what? When, uh, what made you decide to play that episode there? Um, I'm just curious, I haven't talked to you since Because then. I know I've been gone for two weeks. I was like, Oh my god, I talk about Startfest too. Um. Oh yeah. The uh that open screen night variation. Um, I was showing the episodes like two years ago when they came out at that venue, mm. but they've shut down and moved to different venues since then. And I've only just now gotten back to showing stuff there. Mm-hmm. And that was like the last one they hadn't seen yet. So. Oh, cool. I yeah. I didn't know if you picked it for um, that. There's a lot of um. Demand. Like... Yeah, like or like that you that people wanted to see it, or there's a special reason why you show it there. Oh no, I just because I, you know, remembering that mm-hmm. people who go to that show hadn't seen it yet. Gotcha. So, and uh, yeah, it killed. So people are looking forward to season two. 
I can't. I, I actually, I can't tell you how much people are looking forward to season two. Like, <laughs> well, keep them waiting. It, it, this is like a BBC show where it's a series. It's not a season. It's a series. Yeah. So series two should. Yeah, and I know I'm feeling the pressure because I know you got stuff to do in August. So it's gonna be tough to crank out six. Ah, there's a story no arc across six episodes. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll figure something out though. Yeah. Um. Cool. So every week we go see a new movie. If you're new to the podcast, and we just got done being self-congratulatory, so yeah. we'll stop that. I know. This is not just a, a, a podcast where we basically masturbate each other for 20 minutes. Like, I have one no, more no, question, though. Sure. What? Oh, okay. We're, what's the future? Like, what's, How do we go even higher in our success? What's the next step? Um, 200 more episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe James, Amen maybe high. maybe somebody other than me write articles on the website. That would uh, be great, especially if we had a writer in this group. Man, I, know. Uh, I copy Alamo posts and post them to the website. <laughs> oh, you, you do? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, Alamo's. Yeah, more stuff at the Alamo for sure. Yeah, um, I mean, we're working on the stuff oh. at the Alamo. Um, go ahead, Brad. Do you remember something? Do you, uh, you just sorry, freaked out. I forget. Well, I wanted to tell you, but I shouldn't say it on the podcast. So I'll tell you later. Okay. Okay titillating yeah <laughs> that, that that's great podcast sworn to secrets yeah sorry i just got set because i forget stuff shit's going on yeah, reminded it, yeah. but not shit Dick. you can know about i've been gone for two weeks I yeah know. Um, we know yeah no it's no, it's trying our hands on new things like i really want to do we've been talking to the alamo the alamo world notes present movies at the alamo kind of things yeah. like that where uh we're more associated with movies because i think people know us in denver pretty well as a denver movie podcast so it's building on that um yeah every week we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world this is an exciting time i love this time because it means it's summer movies and so this week is obviously age of ultron i guess marvel's avengers age of ultron disney's um, marvel's avengers age of ultron yeah hey that's an old joke see? yep you can dig that up from <laughs> the old times uh and we'll uh, play the trailer, then we'll spoil the movie. We also talk about movie news, movie stats, a comic book. I have a great comic book this week, guys. Great Good. one. Um, was it free? Because today's free comic book day. It was not free. It was $5. Oh. Um, and, yeah, so we just talk about movies and stuff. But before we talk about movies, we're going to self-congratulate ourselves even more. We got a phone call this week. What? Feed me! So when we get voicemails, we play them on the air. And this week we got one from our good friend, Zach. Zach, take it away. Real nerds. The one thing I can't stand in the world is Ryan Frost's smug face when he sees that his Spider-Man is getting a new movie. Or when James Hart fantasizes about a world where the Phantom Menace actually rules. Or when Brad does... I don't really know what Brad does, but my point is, is I'm back from the grave. Mainly to wish you guys a happy 200 episodes. Of, let's be honest, 200 episodes is a big accomplishment uh, for a podcast out in Denver, or let alone a podcast anywhere. I, I, I know very few that get to 200 and manage to still stay as popular and as entertaining and as engaging as you guys have managed to be over the uh, it seems like years now. Um, and, uh, I've been fortunate enough to even host a couple of those shows, uh, when Ryan was away having his child tell him. And, uh, it's been a pleasure. So, uh, here's to you, real nerds. Uh, happy 200th episode from your friendly neighborhood ghost, Zach Eastman. No longer an enemy of the real nerds, but instead a 
uh, a trusted ally. Trusted being in uh, quotation marks because I might have taken a dump in somebody's toilet. Um, I don't want to say it's Ryan, but it's probably Ryan. Bye. Well, thank you, Zach. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's nice. Man, I miss him. Yeah, I, I was reading that he's coming back, or is he thinking about it? Or No, I'm going to hang out with him in L.A. No, uh, Brad's oh, going cool. out to L.A. He's going to see Hollywood Babylon. Ooh. And other things. And, yeah, he's going to appear on Nerd Fat Podcast, right? I'm going to rep. Can I announce that? Is that going to? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, was, that, gonna... was that the top secret thing you can't talk about? No, that's another thing. Oh, okay. Your baby's crying. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> He'll fall asleep uh, in a I'm going to yeah, represent Jean-Claude Van Damme and our podcast. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to. Go to Hollywood Batmalon, take the uh, Warner Brothers Studio Tour. Oh, cool. cool. Hopefully see the Dark Knight, or, sorry, Batman Superman, basically the Dark Knight Returns. Uh, <laughs> memorabilia they got there, hopefully. Cool. Um, you going yeah. to, when you're on that Universal Studios Tour, you're going to, like, take your Bowie knife out and stab that snake when it pops out, just like just like Crocodile Dundee does, and Crocodile Dundee does Los Angeles? No, nope, because yeah. I'm going to the Warner Brothers Tour. Oh. Yeah, that's a uh, Paramount? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Um, I I just assume that that happens at all studio tours in L.A. Oh, I got you. I'm remembering now. I tried yeah. to forget that movie. That's the only thing I remember. <laughs> Literally the only thing I remember from Crocodile Dundee 3. The thing oh, I remember so is the very end when... He's just, he's just like butt up in the air, yep. face down <laughs> in the bed, like like he's ready for action. I think this is how... Isn't this how, you, this is how you sleep. Like... Just, just you. Look, he looks like he's he got super drunk, yeah, and just plopped face forward into the bed. My kid is so cute that when we were at the zoo the other day, we got a discount because he was so cute. You did not. I did. Oh my goodness! I was at the concession stand, and the lady asked if I was a member of the zoo, and I said, "No, I'm not." She says, "Well, your baby's so cute. I'll give you the discount anyways." I'm like, thanks, appreciate it. Anyways, what were we talking about? Uh, I'm going to L.A. Yeah. yeah, I think I covered it all. Put a, oh, we were talking put about a cock cro- in your mouth. We were talking about Crocodile Dundee is what we were talking oh, about. Oh, right. yeah. The part I remember is he's going to leave on the subway, and then the woman shows up. No, that's Crocodile Dundee 1. And, not he, and he walks across people? I remember yeah, that part. people. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great movie, though. Not Los Angeles, though. Oh, That's the third one. The third one. He stabs a snake in the third one? Yeah, that's in the oh. third one. Well, no, know. no. In the third one, it's a robot snake. I can't believe you he's remember on the this. I remember studio. that part from the first Crocodile Dundee and the... Oh, hell yeah, when he gets a water buffalo to to sit down in the road, which I don't think that that's a good thing. Like, the the water buffalo... Anyway, whatever. That movie sucks. This is not the time to talk about (laughs) how rational or irrational Crocodile Dundee is. Actually, this is exactly the time. That's what we do. Yes. Yeah. I mean, what is there? Structure? Fuck that. It's just tame. Yeah. It's like (laughs) such, like, clean comedy. Hey, man. That's not funny at all. (laughs) How the 90s were. Hey. Sometimes uh, Albert and Costello meet Frankenstein. It's one of the funniest movies ever. But, you know, it's still funny. I, I, I don't know if Crocodile Dundee is even close to that. It's not. The Rescuer's Down Under is probably funnier than It is Crocodile down funnier. <laughs> I love that movie. You guys are so mean. <laughs> I fucking love The Rescuers. What about when he, when he finds that bidet and he's like, what is this? It squirts water in your butt. No, it's a it's hilarious movie. Oh, my goodness. Man, when I was eight, it was the shit. It's like that and Smokey and the Bandit, and I was happy. I think there's some movie where someone drinks out of the bidet. That's funnier. <laughs> sure, there is. That. What is that movie? I don't know, but I bet Balls. it's got Adam Sandler. Is it, it? It is it. Is it? Mm-hmm. When Nature Calls? Maybe it is. I don't yeah. remember. I haven't seen that movie in so long. I have no idea. Anyways, our favorite movie theater is the Denver Alamo Draft House. 
And if you talk at the Alamo Draft House, they will fucking cut you. <laughs> we'll cut you. <laughs> but hey, if you need reminding, here's a PSA for that. Hi, I'm Leonard Maltin, and I love going to the movies. I always have. What I don't love is people who intrude on my movie-going experience. I know a lot of you feel the same way, but there's always that one person. And I've tried every technique. I've tried being polite, tried being sarcastic, I've tried shushing. Sometimes nothing works. Look, I'm not antisocial. You want to hang out with your friends? Have fun. You want to talk or text? Go at it. Want to play video games? Have a good time. Just don't do it here. Shut up. Let us all watch the movie, okay? This week at the Alamo Draft House, or remember, this is next week. I always say this week, but it's next week. Quit quoting me when I say this shit, guys. Uh, we didn't say anything. I know. I'm I'm censoring myself because I'm an idiot sometimes. Actually, this week they had a woman before uh, Age of Ultron come up on the stage and like tell people, like Just specifically, don't talk, do not text, or you will get cut. Nice. Y- yeah. yeah. Uh, this week is the Three Amigos Craft Deer Binner di- Binner what? Dinner by Odell. That's which, awesome. Which is a brewery in Fort Collins, James's alma mater. Well, not Odell, but yeah. You know, CSU. Um, Vinegar Syndrome presents Super Soul Brother. Oh, dude. Um, the 37th Chamber is Dread Not in 35mm. Fantastique is Wizards in 35mm, which is an animated film. Drafthouse Films Roar opens the 8th, which looks really interesting. It's a uh... Melanie Griffith gets her face bitten off. Yeah. Whoa. And then the cartoon serial party. Hey, remember this is totally free. You just have to pay for the uh, to see the movies. You just have to pay for the serial. And it's assemble the team, which is a mixture of a bunch of Avengers cartoons. Oh, that's it's, cool. It's like a cartoon block for almost two hours. It's lots of fun if you have kids because the kids aren't welcome or not allowed in um, movies right. after a certain time. Yeah. And they can't experience the Alamo. So it's a good way for you to experience the Alamo with your children. And they put on really fun things. I can't wait have my son i was talking to rafe when you ran in and forgot your comic i was waiting there and then all these little kids were coming out and they're talking about how cool the avengers were i'm like oh man i can't wait till i can take my son to see like spider-man you know and he can tell me how much he hates me because i love spider-man yeah because it'll be like the eighth reboot of spider-man by that point well you know spider-man the spectacular or spider-man the new avenger hell yeah comes out what the, uh, 2017 yeah 17, so that yeah. means he'd be like three i can take him to that um, yeah, but you could, but I don't think he's going to come out of it and be like, uh, dad, I hate you because you don't, because you like Spider-Man so much. Yeah. That's going to be when he's like 12. Yeah. Rip my comics in half. Oh, right. son. Oh, your Blade Runner gun on the roof. <laughs> that's so, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, you did your dad. You can, you can see the like after that, school special. If now that happened, like, it'd seriously break my heart. Yeah. Like if he ripped, like he's like, fuck Gwen Stacy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> And then, like, a robot comes by. He died of a broken heart. <laughs> Remember from episode Uba. three? Uba. <laughs> so, yeah, that's make sure a, you... That's the sound my childhood makes when it dies. Anytime uh, they have something special at the Alamo, make sure you buy your tickets online at alamodrafthouse.com slash Denver because they do sell out. Uh, that, <laughs> yeah. That video of Vortex, I really want to see, was it uh, a bionic, bionic boy? boy. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so stupid. It looks awesome. I will not rest until I avenge the people who killed my parents. He's <laughs> like a five-year-old re- kid. He's doing karate. In really bad dubbed English. It's oh, awesome. man. It's so good. So yeah. make sure you hit up the Alamo Draft House. Yep. Brad, you've been gone a long time. What do you want to talk about first? 
Uh, let's go old school. Let's start with the box office stats. Ooh. Ooh. This is the box office stats. I have them, James, if you don't. I got them. Dick. But, I mean, you're going to say what went, what won. Uh, yeah, it's Furious 7 again. Yep. Not surprising. It's going to get crushed this week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, you wait. You don't think that it's $17.8 million from last week are going to, like, push it over the line to stay at number one? You know, when you think about it, it's crazy because, you know, Avengers is tracking for, like, $210 million. Yeah. Even if it does half the business, it's going to do $100 million in its second weekend. Right. That's crazy. Um, the biggest new release was Age of Adeline, which actually surprised me. It made $13 million, mm-hmm. which I guess old people fucking love that movie. But the uh, the movie we saw came in at number six, Ex Machina, with uh, $5.3 million. Um, Another movie that really wasn't um, promoted that much. And if you look at its per theater average, it was actually the highest in the top 20 movies. Well, how many so. theaters yeah. is it in Well, last, anyway? last week it was in uh, 1,255 theaters, but the, that, that was up 1,216 theaters from the week before. So, you know, it had been in like seven theaters. And then so that, that's what, it's almost like it's, it should be highlighted as having released last week because it kind of did. But. And that movie's great. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> and it's sexy. Yeah. I totally jerk off to that robot. Whoa, okay. well, now it's getting weird. Now you now And I'd be like, weird. do you like that, Ava? Do you oh, like gosh. that? <laughs> After 200 episodes, we have still not grown the she fuck up. Nope. Off. Hey, I didn't say it was a horse this time. That's true. Well, you're right. Yeah, yes, but you did just fill our quota for bestiality jokes this year. Yes. Did it. Wee, wee, wee. <laughs> Wait, that was a pig. <laughs> God, maybe I should look at my son's like, say, this is a horse. Nobody said you knew your animals. Speak and say. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Cool. cool. What's next? Well, I guess that means we're going to do DVDs, right? Next? We don't do DVDs. We do Blu-rays. Whatever. DVD releases and Blu-rays. Fuck you. We do Blu-rays. Because this week is an important Blu-ray week. Uh, yeah. Fifty Shades of Grey comes out this week. Ugh. No, seriously, this I've never had this many tabs no, this week is awesome. for Blu-ray releases ever in the 200 episodes we've done. So let me go through. So Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. Did you see the teaser for Fifty Shades of Grayer? No. Yeah, they, they're, they're already teasing. I thought, the they, I thought that they didn't know if the, the stars would be back for that. Who fucking cares? Well, at least that one dude is, which I don't even know. I mean, from, from the story you told me, I don't know why the woman would come back again anyway, right? Like, she just storms off because he hits her. Which is the point... Never mind. I gotta watch that fucking thing, because your description of it made me way more curious. See, here's the thing, is you have to watch it to see how fucking shitty it is. It's Uh, like watching Plan 9. But see, the difference is, Plan Plan 9 is entertaining. (laughs) This is not entertaining. It's not sexy. It's not entertaining. Plan 9 is is a masterpiece. Like, this... Man, I'm I'm just fascinated by it. Um, Selma comes out on Blu-ray. I want to see that. Yeah, I need to check it out. Redbox. Um, there's a handful of Steven Spielberg movies this week, including 1941. Sweet. Which I actually have already pre-ordered because I've never seen it. No? Yeah, no. I saw it on Laserdisc years ago, and I don't remember it at all. It's chaotic. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's his all least right. favorite film, I think. Oh, oh absolutely. Him personally. He, he regrets having done it, and that's why he doesn't do comedies anymore. Um, or he doesn't do, like, straight comedies, because I would argue that things like Terminal yeah, are really Terminal. a comedy. But... Catch Me If You Can is kind of a comedy. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, Munich comes out on Blu-ray this week, which I assume do you guys already have uh, it pre as well? Yeah, <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> the funniest of Steven Spielberg movies. Um, Duel is getting a really... I, that one I, I also have pre-ordered. Um, Always is coming out this week. I haven't seen it in years. Uh, me either. Um, and then The Sugarland Express as awesome. well. So there's a whole Goldie lot... Hawn, right? That might be the yeah. only one I haven't seen. Um, yeah, I haven't seen The Sugarland Express either, so I have it pre-ordered as well. 
Um, but I didn't know they were all coming out at the same time. I pre-ordered them like months ago and was just going through like, hey, these are movies I haven't seen. And then they will all show up this week apparently. So uh, You're going to get charged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all my money went away. Uh, Mr. Turner, which was that art, artsy movie see, about I want to see that guy. though because yeah. I, like the performance I heard is so good in it. Yeah, it looks really good. Um, Mr. Selfridge, which is the that show with Jeremy Piven uh, on PBS, um, which I don't know. I've never seen it, but whatever. Uh, Jude Law's got a movie called Black Sea, which looks directed DVD, as well as Black and White, which is a Kevin Costner movie. Yeah, that's with Octavia Spencer. Yes, it is. Um, there's another directed DVD movie called The Last Five Years, but it's got like Anna Kendrick and some other dude in it. So you'll so, see it. Yeah, I mean, it's got Anna Kendrick in it, so I, I want to see that. Uh, Masters of Sex Season 2, which your wife is watching through that now, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm watching it too. It's actually a pretty good show. Yeah, I, I watched like the first season and sort of fell off, but yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It gets really good if you keep on watching it. The first three episodes are okay, Yeah, and then it slowly picks up steam and it gets really good. Um, so there's a show that I didn't know exist or existed on AMC that I totally want to see now because I think that this is the coolest title for a show. It's called Halt and Catch Fire. Have you heard of this? No. Oh my yeah. gosh. I've never heard of Halt and Catch Fire. I'm going to go like try to watch this show because I think it's an episode. Really? Yeah. I probably wasn't listening to you. No, uh, I thought you talked about it. Oh, no. I don't think I've watched it. No. Because um, we were talking about, like, you had to explain to me what that meant. Um, Was that you? What Halt no. and Catch Fire actually means? It's, it's if about... so, I have no idea what Halt and Catch Fire means. Wow. Who was that? I don't know. <laughs> you talking to yourself in your sleep? I'll go Maybe. watch. I'll go watch Halt and Catch Fire, and then I'll, we'll make this this like fever dream you've had a, a reality. reality. Sweet, yeah. Um, Andrew Dice Clay's The Adventures of Ford Fairlane comes out on Blu-ray what? this week. Is he still alive? I I don't know. Um, but this is one of the worst photoshopped covers I think I've ever seen. It's probably not even photoshopped. It's just airbrushed together. It's an old movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally an old movie. Um, I heard it's actually pretty good. Really? Really? Well, yeah. it's it's really I high heard of it. Yeah. Um, Ryan, you'll be really excited because finally your copy of 2001's Vanilla Sky is going to come in the mail this week. Uh, no, that's a lie. They postponed it to the 30th. Did they really? Mm. Oh, son of a bitch. Well, it's still on here. You see how it's a different cover? Yeah, it's. I actually really like that cover. I know. I told you. They, it, they're making it like a deluxe edition. Yeah. Um, and they, they, I mean, they're making it look like it's a straight-up romance movie. Um, speaking of covers that are kind of cool to movies that you... think they'll still have that shitty Paul McCartney song on it? I'm sure. Whoa, whoa. Wait. Yeah, he makes shitty songs, James. Uh, we, we need to just move on. Um, In 2001, he made a shitty song. Speaking of things that are shitty that have, other people tend to think is good, uh, The Terminator is getting a Blu-ray release this week, which is kind of cool because the cover is new, and it's in a red case. Which, you don't like the first Terminator? I don't. I don't. What the fuck is wrong I'm not, with you? I'm not crazy about it. Uh, I am pretty crazy, though, about Get Shorty, which is getting a Blu-ray re- release this week, as well as Be Cool. Uh, Be Cool is not great, but Get Shorty is. Yeah, it's all right. Be Cool's all right. The yeah. Rock's gay in it. Yeah, The Rock is the best part of that movie. Yeah, and he's not in it enough. No, he's not. Um, Red Dawn, the 1984 version, is getting a Blu-ray release this week with a really cool cover as well. Um, So go check that out. As well as, uh, speaking of Swayze, uh, Roadhouse is getting an all-new release as well. What? Um, There's no way. Oh, I haven't got mine back from you yet, I don't think. No, no, you haven't, because I haven't watched it yet, but I will. I will. You're missing out. I know. It has, like, a special feature on it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then the very last thing is WrestleMania 31 is coming out this week. So if you didn't get a chance to see it, now's your chance to, like, watch this thing 
wrestle the undertaker for the 35th time nice i love it because i think that's that's still like the only people that are involved in wrestling are staying i know the undertaker undertaker. is like been in 22 wrestlemanias i think yeah i mean 22 or 23 i can't remember at some point you would think that they would actually like retire or or get old well yeah i guess i would never retire if i kept on making money fuck it yeah, but at a certain point when you're like 50 years old and, you, and you're and you like supposed to be going out there beating the shit out of yourself. Of course, I guess that, I mean, I saw The Wrestler. Eventually you just die. Yeah. <laughs> shit. Well, now I'm depressed. Why? Because that movie is not as good as everybody thinks it is? Hey. Yeah, I said it. It's better than Black Swan. Yeah, but then you're really comparing shit to shit. I mean, I... Nah. The Wrestler's good. No, it's not. The Wrestler's a good movie. People should see The Wrestler. Anyway, that's the blue. Everybody cuts week. his finger in the deli. Oh, that's yeah. Awesome. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> Fuck that scene. Oh. <laughs> uh. I just that's ate the deli night. today. Yeah. Was there a finger in it? Who knows? Did you guys read Robert Downey Jr. talking about why he won't be in independent movies? I didn't. He summed up everything I think about independent movies like in his rant. It was awesome. Yeah. I don't want to misquote him. You should really read it though. Okay. He's basically talking about that it's people who think they're making really good movies and they're making shit. <laughs> I'm not joking. You should really. It's pretty much what he said. It's, yeah. All right. I love Robert. That's fair. Except for some of them, like Up in the Air. Yeah, that's not really independent, though. Ex Machina. Yeah, it's not Ex really Machina. independent either. So define independent. Um, shit. Because I would say that the wrestler wasn't really independent either. By, by uh, I mean, Jean Claude Van Damme's Dan Van's pretty independent. Right, yeah, JCVD TV is absolutely <laughs> independent. Um. All right. Yeah, but even Ex Machina probably cost $40 million to make. No. I don't know. I already looked it up on Box Office Mojo. It says N.A. Oh, right okay. Now. They don't actually but, have the stats. But, yeah, there's $40 million, Probably not. I, you know, It might be up there. That's usually like if you have like a name star and like Oscar Isaac and Dom yeah. aren't like yeah, huge no. names yet. Like. I'm sorry, Isaac, probably after yeah, Star Wars. I'm not, but... I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how many how many visual effects shots are in that movie. There's like really good visual effects done in indie movies that mm-hmm. rival. Yeah. I mean, they, they do like those little, you know, YouTube video things where it's like, hey, it's Power Rangers and it has really good visual effects in it. Where, like, but then you're like, oh, it's Power together. Rangers. Fuck that. I mean, Age of Ultron had $200 million to make their visual effects great and they kind of did a poor job in the next Machina. So, <laughs> um, hey. Save, save your shit for later, man. Um, yeah, anyway, that's DVDs this cool. week. We do next, Brad. Fuck you. So speaking of the Terminator, uh, since I was gone when that new trailer appeared. It's awesome. Right? Um, so I was on the fence about that movie already. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And then I saw that trailer, and now I'm really pissed that that trailer came out because I'm just thinking how blown away I would have been had I not known that mm-hmm. spoiler going into the movie that I thought was going to suck. Yeah, but if you were if you didn't do a podcast where you had to go see movies like that all the time, um, would you have not gone to see that movie because of that first trailer? Yes, right. So they had to reveal that fact, and I agree with you, right? I totally agree with you. Uh, but like, my mom always makes this argument for she went and saw Double Jeopardy without having seen a trailer, so she didn't know that, like, spoilers for fucking uh, an Alex <laughs> yeah, Ashley Judd movie from You can't be tried twice ago. for the same crime. But the, um, <laughs> but, like, she didn't know that the lady's husband was still alive, right? So when that revealed happened, she was, like, floored. Um, but most people wouldn't go see, like, if you made a trailer for Double Jeopardy where you didn't reveal that fact, 
it would be a really, really lame movie. Like, no one would go see that movie. And the same thing, honestly, might be true for this Terminator because people were tearing that shit apart after the first trailer. Like, you had to you had to do something. I mean, I would argue the same thing was true for Ant-Man where, like, you have to put out a trailer that's a lot more interesting and reveals, like, why people should be excited about the movie. I suppose there was something but else because, man, that, oh, yeah. that reveals, like, oh, no, finally, they're doing a different th- story. Th- there definitely so, is something else, though. Because... Here's... Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go, no, ahead. go ahead. I was going to say, here's the thing. I'm not one of those people because I watched the first trailer and was like, sure, why the fuck not? Because I like, like I, I don't hold those movies on a pedestal. So for me, I, I was like, that seems cool. It's got Terminator in it, so I'll see it. I was just going to say that you, you need a hook for the movie. Yeah. And when you put a trailer out 10 months before the movie comes out, and the only hook is that Schwarzenegger comes back, right. you got to find a, a hook for it. And I mean, now, have you seen the new poster? The new oh, poster yeah. has him on it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, something tells me there's something else going on in the movie. I mean, I read that it's three different timelines. So yeah, um, that, it's I'm pretty... saying I, I would have been perfectly fine eating crow. Like, yeah. Had mm-hmm. I not known that was going to happen. No, I, I sit in the theater going like, holy shit. I, I mean, like, I told James on the podcast, I'm like, you haven't seen the new Terminator trailer? I know. No, I, I mean, it, we, guys we, play we watched it on the show. <laughs> I know. It's like, I was like, dude, it'll blow your fucking mind. Yeah. Because they decided to do something different. Yeah. What a great idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I'll just be bored. <laughs> Which is honestly, <laughs> it's honestly how I felt about the first trailer, where I was like, "Oh shit!" Like they're going back and doing the first thing again, but it's like rebooted and also completely rewritten. Like I was, I was actually really interested in it before mm-hmm. um, because it, for me, it was different. Um, but now it's like, oh no, you guys are really, you guys really just flew up double birds at everybody who loves these movies, and we're like, "Fuck you, John Connor's a douche." Um, it is interesting too it's because be cool. I get Entertainment Weekly and they always have previews for movies because if you're a reporter for them, you get to visit the set. And they, about four or five months ago, they were talking about the huge twist that they wouldn't tell yeah. the, the article. But now it's, it's out mean, there. Now it's out there. Unless it's not the twist. Maybe there's still, still something more. Oh, maybe. Maybe, maybe um, Linda Hamilton shows up and she's also a robot. Oh, that'd be sweet. Yeah. <laughs> How, like, from a how, different timeline how, how manly she was in Terminator and 2 and she's having a baby Terminator <gasps> oh my gosh she's she comes out of her chest like a fucking alien it's exactly like Alien Resurrection <laughs> like it comes out and it's it's a half human and it loves her yeah. uh, sweet and then Ashley Judd's there stealing pants what because she was because she shopless oh I remember. Uh, or, or, sorry Winona Ryder I meant I was going to say I said Ashley, Ashley Judd, Judd. <laughs> wait how dare you speak out? De- defamation of character, <laughs> sir. Yeah. I'm so sorry, Ashley Judd. She's uh, very upset about that. Yeah. Cool. Speaking of defamation of character, how dare Andrew Garfield cheat on Emma Stone? Wait, what? The sweetest woman ever. You didn't but, hear about that? No. Did that happen? Yeah. Should we? Hey, can we? Let's just roll news and then we'll talk about this. It's real news. What is this shit? What happened? Uh, apparently, Andrew Garfield got so into his character and his whatever Scorsese movie he's working on that it, like he's he's in a bad place, and so he cheated on that's Emma some, Stone. They're broken some, up now. That's some dumb bullshit. Yeah. There's your window, buddy. You're going to be out in L.A. She lives out I know. there. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to track her down. Yeah, and be like, I would never do a Martin Scorsese movie. I mean, <laughs> I would never cheat on you. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's stupid. 
Yeah. I don't and I don't even I was rubbing it into Spider Man fan here, that's why I brought it up. Well, uh he's not really Peter Parker. <laughs> First he was the... the golden boy, now he's <laughs> quickly cast aside. He is. Fuck him. <laughs> on to Asia Butterfield. No one cheats on Gwen Stacy. I just like it's not even the cheating on Emma Stone thing that yeah, is cheating stupid. on Gwen Stacy. No, it's <laughs> it's the using the argument that dude, I was just so method. That I was, yeah. I was in a dark place, and that's why I didn't he's really good know. in Spider Man. But he does seem like he's like a douchey actor. You think? You think? Yeah. Even after all those interviews where he was like, "Spider Man saved my life when I was a child." I said besides Spider Man. Uh, well, no, but I mean in his interviews. I don't mean like in the movie. I mean like yeah, like his interviews with Spider Man are fine. Oh, okay. I'm saying like outside of it. Oh, okay. When you're in the Spider Man universe, you're it's all good. I love you. <laughs> so when you turn your back on it. I ain't got time for your shit. Technically, he did not turn his back on Spider-Man. Spider-Man turned his back on Andrew Garfield. Well, Sony did. Yeah. Um, interesting. Okay. Cool. Well, that's that's like way more fascinating than the fact that <laughs> there's going to be a Ouija 2, which was the first what? thing. Hey, did you see that picture of um, of Casey Jones from TMNT 2? I did. Does he... Does he he, he kind of looks like the comic, I think. I mean, he's got a mask on. I mean, it's 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 like petty to like. Oh, he doesn't have the long hair and like the cut off sleeves, but <laughs> he does. He doesn't look like it's nineteen ninety two. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't fault it for that. It's like okay, they got updated somehow. The mask looks cool, but at the same time, it's just like it's just like looks like the guy from Arrows, like in the movie. Like there's nothing special. Well, here's the thing, though: is they said they cast the Shredder. Wasn't the Shredder in the last one? He was. I guess but that's he didn't not really have, like, the a face. I guess it's not really the Shredder. I guess. Well, no. Was there well, there was there a tag scene we never saw? No, he uh, like he he shows his face early on, but it's in like shadow. But basically, as a character in the movie, it's just the suit. Yeah, that's what I really? mean. Like, wasn't oh, I thought like um, wasn't like Fickner the Shredder? No. There was an actual oh. like Asian dude who was the Shredder, and he teamed up with Fickner. Well, hey, they have the the van that's a garbage truck too. They had the van in the last movie. Now it's a Drew. <laughs> garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good. all right. Wait, did they? I know. See, it that's seems a, like they're trying harder, but I know that's the thing that sucks. Though I'm doing this comic book movie binge, that means I'm gonna have to either a find a way to watch that movie, <laughs> or b it's probably gonna be cheaper for me just to get it at TradeSmart because oh like, yeah, renting it on Amazon right now is ten bucks. I can't even oh, loan yeah. it to you because I don't even own it. I know that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I'd pretty um, much yeah. rather watch Turtles three back to back than watch that shit. But it, it does. It means you get to watch uh, TMNT, the animated one, which is I a pretty good one. I do. That's oh, a good one. That fight with Raph and Leonardo. Oh, oh yeah, that's a man. Fucking. That's yeah, one of, the, one of the first Blu-rays I got. It just looks like you know, whatever. I, What's honestly, Arrow's human name? <laughs> Stephen Amell. No, no, no. The uh, K- Oliver Queen. Oliver Queen. This is like Oliver Queen's in a Turtles movie. Yeah, and I understand sure. like it was probably a contractual thing where um, he had to look like because they're probably still filming Arrow, but at the same time, like wigs exist. So, <laughs> at the same time, um, human-sized turtles, yeah. human-sized turtles do not. So they found a way to do that, but they can't find a way I, to make this, this guy's Leonardo, hair look longer. And I'm the head of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Then <laughs> <laughs> what's gonna happen next is Raph is gonna try to skateboard down this sewer. <laughs> I'm ready for it, bro. Oh shit. Uh, oh man. <laughs> Anyway, I'll be honest. Every time there's news about a, a Turtles movie, I bring it up anyway. It's like it's like poking a bear. I just <laughs> I really like doing it. Yeah. Oh man, um, do we want? Uh, we've we've talked a lot about Daredevil the last couple of weeks. I don't know if you've gotten a chance to watch it. I watched 
the first three episodes. Okay, so we may talk about it here shortly, but um, they're talking about maybe getting Daredevil into Captain America: Civil War, which I think would be pretty cool. Yeah. But honestly, I'm just I was jazzed well, enough know, by that. You don't show. know who Tony Stark's team is yet, so dude, you, we, have, we have no clue what's going on in Civil War. Um, yeah, man, I'm excited. Me too. Um, but yeah, there. Other than that, there wasn't a lot of news unless I missed something. I mean. I'm going to say, because I haven't had a chance yet, that I don't think that's Batman's voice in the trailer. What, the robotic one? Yeah. You, I think like, it's misdirection. Because like, that's not something Batman would say, even if Frank Miller wrote it. Oh, you mean the, do you bleed? Uh, yeah. I think it's Brainiac. Ooh. You think Brainiac is in the movie? Yeah. That'd be interesting, because it'd be different. I think it might be, I mean, he might not be. I guess we haven't talked. You, what do you think of the trailer? Oh, yeah. It's like, it could use some lights. Uh <laughs> It's odd considering, like, the visual style is is odd considering what Man of Steel was. Um, but I think it's like, now that Nolan's not involved, Zack Snyder's going back to Watchmen in 300. Mm. Uh, it design. looks like The Dark Knight Rises. To, I mean, The Dark Knight Returns to me. Oh, yeah. It, for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was that book. Deal but, with that shit. Which is funny, because he even said back when he was making Watchmen, he said that that was, like, the thing he really wanted to do. So, I mean, when he got Man of Steel, we all sort of knew that's where he was going to try to go. Um yeah, I think uh, either Luther or uh, Bruce Wayne are going to be like the the initial technology for creating Brainiac. I think that's what's going to. It'll probably. It'll be something that like introduces the second movie. Yeah, are you are you sort of in agreement that like that movie shouldn't all be them fighting? Like that, that oh, yeah. them fighting should be the first act, and then like something else has got to be going on. Yeah, I, I think I said it even before that trailer came out. It's like I think the movie is. Uh, like Luther and um, Bruce Wayne are on the same page of like, here's this threat to um, humanity. And like, they each have different ways about going about handling that. Yeah. And then obviously by the middle of the movie, Batman's on this better path of like teaming up with Superman. So yeah, I kind of feel that Luther is going to manipulate both of them. Yeah. So they fight. So he's going to get them to fight so he can do whatever he wants to do in mm-hmm. the movie. Hopefully it'll be more interesting than real estate, but <laughs> we'll see. It's interesting. Did you guys see that video where the guy took footage from the Man of Steel and then colorized it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish that Man of Steel looked like that. I really do. Like when it was when especially at the end when he says that about like Superman should fly in blue skies and you look at it and go, "Holy shit. He's right." Like everything is just so desaturated. It, it is kind of ugly. You know what you could do is just go to your TV settings and just up the saturation. You'll probably get that out of the movie. I guess that's true. But that's not how I want. Then <laughs> then when I put, like, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia back on, everything will be blue. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah. That's what how else? I watch Ninja Turtles in black and white. What else have we gotten since you were gone? Were you, have you been here since the Star Wars trailer came out? Uh, Yeah, I think I talked about it. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yep. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I think I, I talked about it. I said it, it made me want to see Star Wars again. Oh, yeah. I think okay. we said that. Sure. Yeah. Anyway. But no, there's no secret things to talk about. Cool. Oh, yeah, because I also said that people were saying the way Luke says my like my isn't father that, had isn't it. That speech Wait, you, from just, Return you, said that, you said that online. I don't know that we. Huh? Is that speech from Return of the Jedi? Am I yeah. remembering it wrong? Okay. Um, he's talking to Leia. Right after but like it, the party, but it's clearly a re-recording of it because like yeah, we don't right, even know yeah. that that dialogue is in a movie. 
It, in fact, it's probably not. Like, there's a good chance that that's just VO they did for the trailer. Um, but anyway, seems cool. Oh, and Daredevil. Um, a lot of people are like complaining that oh he doesn't get his costume till the last episode of the first season. Those those are people who haven't watched the fucking show. Um, but I'm like, I actually like the preliminary costume as like the main costume. Like that's what I wish he'd uh-huh. stick with. Uh huh. Me too. Makes more sense to me. Yep. I mean, obviously the other one has more padding, but yeah, I, th- you haven't finished yet. They do a really good job of explaining why he puts on a suit. Yeah, like, but what a lame. It like. stays really grounded. Yeah. What what. It's a lame gripe. That's annoying. Oh, yeah. No, it's a stupid fucking... Yeah. Yeah. It's just... Like, could have them for drawing out an origin story across, like, what, 12 hours? <sighs> yeah. Um, yeah. They need yeah. to put him in the yellow costume. Chris... Oh. <laughs> and remember Daredevil. If so enemies can see him easier. <laughs> he's, he's blind. They should put him in a costume where it's, like, every piece is, like, <laughs> like different color. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's mix and match, like, polka dots and... One sock is blue. One sock yeah. is black. That makes that makes way more sense. Actually, that that would just be a colorblind, colorblind daredevil. <laughs> looks like crazy quilt from Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot! I hear strike fear. Uh, you look hilarious. <laughs> Are you a children's party clown? Ah, <laughs> uh, the fantastic devil of Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> oh, Fantastic Four looks cool. Yeah. Each new trailer oh, you, makes I, me more interested in it. You brought that up. Uh, they, Josh Trank is not doing the new Star Wars movie. That's news. Which one's Josh Trank? He's doing the one after Rogue One. He did Chronicle, and he's doing oh, that guy, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they kicked him. I was reading on The Hollywood Reporter. It's because he pissed people off when he was making The Fantastic Four. Really? And the guy who's producing Fantastic Four is now part of Lucasfilm, and that's why he wasn't at um, Celebration. And this was on... The Hollywood Reporter. Wow. And so I guess they were like pissed about, well, I don't know what he did on the set of Fantastic Four, but huh. um, they made him not want them to work with him on Star Wars. It's a it's a hard sell, a Fantastic Four movie, for to me. Um, it is, but I so. mean, you should still not be an asshole. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not <laughs> saying that. I'm just saying like, so it'll be interesting to see oh, I get what how you're saying, that movie yeah. is. Yeah. I, lo- I loved how Doctor Doom looked. Yeah, I mean, it looks... I still think he's a great villain, so if they can pull off Doctor Doom... It looks good. I hope they have a story worth telling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the only thing I can say. Yeah. So. We'll see. And I think the stretching effect of Mr. Fantastic is still in question. Because um, it looks so hilarious in the originals. and well, the, You see it for just a second, and I think it looks pretty good. Um, I thought you were saying there was this whole like fiasco where in a quote somebody had said, like, oh, well, he doesn't really have stretching. Like his He doesn't stretch. And they were like, fans were all up in arms, and they were like, they explained on the website, like, no, 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 he, his power is that he can manipulate gravitational fields or some shit around his body to stretch his body. Like, basically, there is some weird scientific explanation for why he stretches, and it's not he stretches. I hope that um, the CGI effect isn't just, like, rubber bandy. I hope it's, like, his muscles actually, it, like, expand and stuff. For... Uh, I don't think it's going to be his muscles expand, but I don't think it's going to quite look as cartoony and flat as it usually does right yeah. usually he usually yeah the original ones like, kind of look like roger rabbit right yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah um and i don't think he's going to quite look like that but i don't think that his i don't think they're making the power that his body grows that's the other thing is like his clothes can't possibly grow with <sighs> that's the thing i hope they explain 
<laughs> you wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. The thing you want out of a Fantastic Four movie is that they explain. Well, one of the his... things. So what what they usually do is they just say that because like that their costumes are the costumes they were wearing when they got like whatever thing happens to them happens to them. So they have the same trait. That's usually what they the excuse that they use. Um, but I just I do think it's funny that like. <laughs> The, the, if well, they're going I, for a more well, grounded thing, like well, where think, they explain science, I will, like, I'll tell you. It. In the comic books, it's because Reed Richards is a brilliant scientist, yeah, and he developed a suit with that had the ability and microfibers to stretch with him. Yeah, okay, I, I get that, but I mean, in a movie where they have to represent <laughs> it, I hope that it's not just Reed like Richards that. is a brilliant scientist, and he. Has I, a, I hope. No, the plot, I don't know how they I do hope, it either. Okay, I hope, so I hope the the arm has sectional rings that expand with the. I hope. Yeah. The, I hope the plot of the movie is that. Every time he uses a superpower, his clothes rip off, and it's awkward, and he has a hard time dating, and the whole movie is him just like not really being comfortable with who Whatever. he is. Also, how did the by the Hulk's end, he... pants grow when he gets huge? I don't understand. <laughs> and then they should like fall off when he shrinks again. Uh... Dude, if I was Mr. Fantastic, I'd make my dork grow constantly. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, fucking you from the other room. Just splits him with What are you doing in the half. other room? Like, why do, why do you want to be in the other room so bad? <laughs> because I can make my dick that big. <laughs> just, just to show off. Yep. Uh, I'd be like, you like that? I said you like that! <laughs> oh, sheesh. That's what i do if I was Mr. Fantastic. 200 episodes, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I'd be called Mr. Fantastic. You just punch but, villains I, like, I said, from Mr. your Fantastic. couch with your dick. <laughs> you sit there and just, yeah. So it'd be F-A-N-S-D-I-C-K. Come on, guys. <laughs> can can we move on to what we've been watching? So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Sure. That's going to be a short bonus short for season two. <laughs> <laughs> Just sit, sit on the couch playing video games. Like, hey, we need you to stop this, you know, filling the Times Square. All right, I'm on it. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Just got mushroom stamps. Fucking head with a dick. <laughs> yep, and I'm playing Mortal Kombat. What's up? <laughs> Didn't have to leave the couch. Uh, what'd you watch this week, Brad? What did I watch this week? Um, well, I watched the last two weeks. I don't remember, so I'm not going to go into too much. I saw Twins. Nice. <laughs> Never seen it before. It's long and boring, and not funny. That's his point. Yeah, it is. Arnold Schwarzenegger's big and Danny DeVito's small. <laughs> okay. And, and they're leaning against each other on, on the poster. <laughs> yeah. You think in two and a half hours they'd have some jokes. It's two and a half hours long? It feels like it. <laughs> I mean, I didn't I'm, even finish it. I would bet it's not two and a half hours long. I got to the point where they find their mother in like the... Yeah, New Mexico. Yeah. In, uh... <laughs> I know that movie. <laughs> You're a big fan of Twins. It's like somebody throw a pie. <laughs> <laughs> You turned it off. Uh, the next scene is pie throwing. Uh, so there's that. Um, I watched Ex Machina. Hey, okay. I wasn't here with you guys. There's something to talk about. What do you think of Ex Machina? Um, I thought it's a good movie. I didn't love it um, as much as you guys seem to have had, but it's definitely a good movie. What did you like about it? The special effects <laughs> and the performances. Sorry. What about what about when? Oscar Isaac's dance is, and you're laughing, but you're really uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Oh, man. Um, I, yeah, like, there's lots of good movies out there that I like. It's just, this one wasn't like, oh, my God, I have to see it again, or 
Yeah. Like it's it's everyone should see it for sure. Definitely worth a watch. Yep. Um and it raises some interesting questions and um that Jackson Pollock monologue was fantastic. Yeah. Um yeah, it's, like the special effects were incorrect. The only effect I didn't like was um when the Ava replaces her skin. Like it's really I, I assume that substance that's like it's some kind of foam substance that like reforms because everything was like you'd peel it off and then it mm. reattach all super perfect. Well, no, if you see up close, it's got little seams in it. So like there were there, well, at least on the other women, like if you they, there would be a uh, close shot and you'd see there was like a little. Oh, I was busy looking at tits. What was going yeah? On? I didn't see that at all. Oh, well, I guess I wasn't <laughs> looking at the tits. I'm just kidding. I saw that part too. Um, uh, I missed. It's that. not on. It's not on all of them, and I guess like it does hide itself. I guess pretty well, but every now and then my projector is pretty weak because I didn't. <laughs> when I went, so I actually had to go out and tell the guy to focus the fucking can the screen at the beginning. Really? At the Mayan? Uh, no, I went to Belmar. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, you <laughs> hey, asshole. I said, no, I said, hey, dude, it's blurry in there. Don't you guys have uh, projectionists that check that? <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. That's like the room. You're just sitting there and yell, focus. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's um, cool. Yeah, and We're then good. the last thing I watched was the Prestige again. That that's a good movie. That's a really good movie. Yeah, Josh Hartnett was supposed to be in that, and he's really depressed that he wasn't. Yeah, uh, he should I, regret that for the rest of his life. He does. Yeah, yeah, yeah I read I an interview with him in, in Playboy, and he was talking about that Christopher Nolan wanted him to be in Batman. I don't know if he wanted to be him to be Batman, but he wanted to play a part. And then after that, Christopher Nolan didn't want him in any more of his movies after he turned him down. Wow. You're not talking about The Prestige, what, though, was right? He, was yeah. He, because was he busy? He did Batman Begins, then The Prestige. Yeah. And so, oh, okay. He yeah. wanted him to be in, if like, he the did so Batman, Batman Begins. He Batman Begins. And but, you know, because he probably would have been a good um, um, uh, Harvey Dent. Yeah. And then uh, he didn't do it, and then Christopher Nolan never has him be in another movie. Huh. Interesting. And he, and he says, I regret that. That's why Christopher Nolan like only works with the same actors over and over yeah. again. That's the thing, man. He's getting good with one director, Sam Raimi, Christopher Nolan. Tim Burton. Tim Burton. I don't know. Is, is, Mary, Helen, Mary Tim is Helen Carter going to be in any of his new movies? Uh, they're not married. They just have kids. She wasn't in Big Eyes. I know that. Yeah. They, you know, they separated. So Did they really? Yeah. You know what's weird is like um, that movie is about a husband and wife artist team. Mm-hmm. Just feels meta. <laughs> Watching that movie and this then them splitting speaks up. speaks so much to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, Prestige is fantastic. And I, it's what, it's almost 10 years old now. I know. Is that crazy? Um, yeah. I'm still seeing new stuff in it. It takes place in Colorado. Colorado yeah. Springs. Yeah. yeah. Tesla's experiment. Man, that's a good movie. I should watch that again. Even even though you know the twist, it's, it's still so awesome. like underrated. Yeah. Oh yeah, like it's incredible. Yeah, like I said, I see new things each time, and just you well, know, here's the thing too. They each play like three parts in the movie. Chris Nolan movies has you know Michael Caine been. I think he's been in every one since Batman Begins. Yeah, he's just not in Memento and following. Yeah, he's yeah. in every other one. See, getting the right director. Is he in um, Insomnia? Oh yeah, that's not that either. Yeah. But that was before Batman Begins. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Since uh, Batman Begins, has been. Yeah, uh, it's not as good as The Illusionist. Mm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, was, I was about to. I, I just let that seep in for a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I like The Illusionist, but it's not. Yeah, no, not even close. Yeah, the special features. Uh, I think it's 
Christopher Priest wrote the the novel The Prestige. Mm-hmm. They're talking about like how he's impressed that Christopher Nolan made the movie like a magic trick. Yeah. And represented yeah, the book. Yeah. It's good stuff. And yeah, like I was saying, Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale both play like three characters in the movie. Mm-hmm. Each. Yeah, Hugh Jackman's really good in that movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's a good actor. Yeah. And then seeing like Scarlett Johansson, like she's almost waifish in that movie compared to like yeah when she's in uh avengers yeah she's a good actress she mm-hmm. was young back then yeah it was a long time ago i was in college yeah 2006 seven wow six yeah i remember like i went in the when that movie came out i was like one person one of like a couple people in the theater that morning mm. and then just didn't take off yeah cool what else you watch next, Ryan? What are you been watching? I haven't watched too much. I rewatched The Waterboy this week. <laughs> it's still fun. All right, like I, I'm a, I love Adam Sandler. I don't know why people hate him. I always have fun watching his movies. So fuck everybody else. Yeah, and that's um, when he was at his peak with like Wedding Singer and Big Daddy. Yeah. Did you see that whole story this week where a whole bunch of American yeah. Indians walked off the set of his new movie? Who cares? They should not be so sensitive. You know, they're <laughs> coloring people to look like Indians. Are they? Oh, like uh, every other freaking movie? Yeah, it's I mean, not. It's not new. Like th- this is actually some of the weakest racism that exists in Hollywood right now. So I know it, it just drives me crazy because it's one, you're in a comedy, and two, you read the script. <laughs> That's fair. You can't. Throw, I mean, we're can't presuming throw a when you show up, we're presuming that like no one was yelling like "redskin" at them on set. Yeah, okay, here's the thing: when they were what, what about Fisher Stevens and Short Circuit? What's worse? <laughs> that's pretty hardcore. Uh, yeah, uh, I, Mickey Rooney and Breakfast at Tiffany's. That's so bad. Oh my gosh. That he. That's the one thing he regrets doing in his whole career. He should. Yeah, I'm it's just a saying, horrible. There, there's worse things out there. It's, it's horrible, like he showed up to a different movie. Like literally, if I could cut that out of the movie, I would. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's you're in, you're in a comedy. Who cares? Yeah. Not that I not that I'm a proponent <laughs> for changing old movies, but but for but, my own enjoyment, I would but here's cut the thing that too, out. Is if you make a comedy, you can't be PC. Yeah, I mean, but they're not even crossing a line though. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, here's the thing: I don't know if the movie that we're gonna get is going to be a like uh, cobbler. Or is it the fucking one where the deer pees in his mouth, right? Like, I don't know what Adam Sandler I'm going to get. It sounds like one where deer's going to pee in his mouth. Yeah. And that's fine. I don't... I just think people are too sensitive. No, I I don't... I mean, obviously, I don't have to deal with... I'm probably going to get hate mail about this, but I mean, I don't have to deal with it, Yeah, probably not. um, But still, have a sense of humor. Yeah. You know? Relax. You read the script. If you didn't like it, then you shouldn't have signed up for it. Very true. Now now you're just trying to make a a stink about it because of whatever... Um, so you watch The Water Boy. Yeah, The Water Boy is funny. Uh, like, it's just a cute movie. I mean, it's that movie's harmless. I, I still get always get a kick about when Harry Winkler goes over to his house and he's talking to Kathy Bates about letting him play football. And he says, you know, my mom didn't want me to get a Roy Orbison tattoo. And then he pulls down his pants and he has a Roy Orbison tattooed on his ass. And he says, what mama doesn't know doesn't hurt her. And I always thought that was really funny. Uh, I watched The Running Man, which is a Schwarzenegger film. Cool. Um, and it's really funny and violent. And it has one of my favorite Schwarzenegger lines. Um, at the beginning of the movie, he is a cop. And if you don't remember, there's 
war happening in 2017 about food famine in Los Angeles. And so he goes, so Schwarzenegger's flying a helicopter and there's unrest at Bakersfield, California. And they all, all they want is food. And his CO, commanding officer, wants him to fire on a, a group of people. And he says, no, they're just trying to get food to unarmed civilians. I'm not going to fire on them. And they told him anyway. So then they throw him in prison and they use the media to twist the story that he was the one who fired on him. And so he's put on this game show where it's basically the Hunger Games before there was the Hunger Games. And anyways, before that, he's trying to get away to Hawaii with the girl from Predator 2. And he gets caught. Wait, it's a sequel to Predator? All right, it should be. Okay, There's a lot cool. of people from Predator in that movie, actually. Jesse Ventura, that chick from Predator 2. That's uh, awesome. Anyways, so he's wearing this Hawaiian shirt. Then he shows up. And then it's like an hour later in the movie. She's, she's They're walking. And she says, oh, man, just think we could be in Hawaii right now. He says, yeah, we could be. I have the perfect shirt, but you fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And if you like <laughs> 80s Arnold movies, it's pretty good. I haven't seen it in a long time. Is it intentionally funny? Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. I mean, it's Schwarzenegger, so he has... I mean, there's yeah, one part right. where they go from zone to zone, and there's this one ice hockey one, and the guy in it's named Sub-Zero. And, um, you know, he kills him, and they're like, what happened to Sub-Zero? We had to chill out or something like that and stuff like that. Oh. I thought, you, I thought there was going to be some kind of fatality joke, like a Mortal Kombat reference. That would have been sweet. And uh, the last thing I watched, I haven't watched too much this week, I watched Elektra for the first time. Oh, my goodness. For the first time. For the first time. Wow. Um, okay. So... Uh, the movie's cool when they don't talk about the story. Yep. Um, because it starts really weird. Like, it's like they made the movie, and then they realize they needed a better beginning. Because the beginning has Jason Isaacs, who is the bad guy in The Patriot and a bunch of other things. Right. Talking about how Electra's coming for him. And she's only letting him live long enough so he knows what it's like to be hunted. And it's this really cool stylized thing where she's like in super bright red, and she's killing all these assassins. And... Um, she gets to the end and then she throws a sigh through him and it sticks him and he dies. And then it cuts to her have, going to this island to kill people and it's a dude and a his daughter because they <sighs> are doing something with assassins. I don't even remember. <laughs> I, yeah. I just know that like the action is actually not that bad. Yeah. Um, the the story is horrible. Yep. And I mean, there's like really cool parts where she's at the end, she's super stylized and she's fighting in this mansion where the tablecloths are blowing all over the place and she's fighting this dude who can move really fast and she's throwing her size and she's stabbing people. And yeah, so it's really cool. But then they fuck it up when they tell the story. So if you could just have like the 40 minutes of them fighting and made it not a feature-length film, I think you'd be all right. It's interesting, because I think, like, Jennifer Garner is not bad in no? it. It's that, the like, whoever wrote that wrote the most horrible comic book, like, mm -hmm. it almost feels like a, uh, like a parody at times. Where yeah. They're like, they're, like, using the names of you know, Typhoid Mary, and, like, they mm -hmm. really want you to know, hey, these are characters you're supposed to know if you're a big fan of Elektra. But the, I mean, the thing that they, the lesson they hadn't learned back then was most people aren't big fans of Electra. So why don't you just tell a good story? And I'll let and you in on the thing. Guess who the producer of that film is? Who? Kevin Feige. So you learn and you make movies better. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. So, hey, he felt Because that movie's a piece of shit. 
Uh, I mean, it's not like here <sighs> when when you compare it to other Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I'm really torn. Like I said, the action's really good in it. It really yeah. is. Um, but would you ever watch? Would you watch it again intentionally? <sighs> I almost want to listen to the commentary on it. I almost uh, want to. Yeah, I mean that's that's a little bit. I I, I mean like if you came home from work one day no. and you're like, oh man, I need to relax. No. Let me throw in a fun movie. No, like even a dumb movie. Like yeah, yeah. You're not gonna watch a. I mean, it's so bad. It's one of those movies that you know we have a trades mart here that I wait till I can find like. I've been going there, and th- when the movies are five ninety nine, I'm like, okay, I'll get another one, and I hope that one. I always say that one's the dollar one. Yeah, because that's all I'd want to pay for it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah like, that's like Avatar. Yeah. Sure. I'd pay more money for Avatar. I'd pay like a dollar fifty. Yeah, I only paid a dollar. Yeah, exactly. Mostly for the case too. Yeah, the case is sweet. Yeah. What'd you watch this week, James? Um, that's funny. Like none of us really watch. Well, I mean, except for Ex Machina, none of us really watch anything new. Um, I've been. I, I'm really close to finishing House of Cards, but so I'll probably talk about that next week. Um, and I watched some Key and Peel, um, because that's all on Amazon Prime, and that's pretty good. It, it's funny, but, um. The the one thing that I watched today because I was I was feeling rather nostalgic because mm. um, we were going to do two our two hundredth episode and I was like man you know what I should do so I should go back and watch some Super Eight because um, oh, yeah. that was the first movie yeah. that that we reviewed sort of it's really technically X Men First Class is the first but the first episode is Super Eight Brad's favorite X Men movie right. <laughs> I don't be reminded that you hated that movie. I didn't even remember that. Oh yeah, no, I didn't like hate it. I just thought it was squandered potential. It was like the first controversy of Real Nerds podcast was yeah. like for three episodes in a row we would talk about like this argument. Oh, Brad that, was wrong. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I remember like <laughs> sitting in my mom's office at my parents' house, like you and me talking about. I think Brad wasn't there or something like that, and you and me talking about Brad still not liking X Men. Um, yeah, that went on for a long time. Anyway, and they got my message because because uh, they, they fixed it. In yeah. first class. <laughs> you're very right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And you know what? Honestly, what I was sort of thinking about is I, I almost want to go out on a ledge and say that it might be my favorite of all of the movies that we have reviewed. Hmm. Um, which is too bad because it means that we peaked was it, really. Was early. it your number one movie from that year? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Was it? I don't oh, remember. Yeah. Um, but just what man? When Michael Giacchino's scored picks up like it's pre-credits his score starts to play and i was just like oh shit this movie's <laughs> amazing um it's still so good like it just it, it is a movie that is just solidly climbing its way up my chart of like i haven't seen it in a while I favorite movies um man remember how amazing Elle fanning is yeah and there are things i was watching this time where i was like oh man i don't i don't know that i realized that or i don't know that i realized that like he was doing there are things that he does intentionally in the way he tells that story that I was just like, you know, that's really Fuck clever. You, I'm not going to go to sleep tonight. Now I'm going to watch that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's really freaking good, man. Target it's has a, a, like, a really cool uh, steel case for that. No shit. Yeah. A metal pack. Oh. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah, it's a metal pack. Is, is it metal pack? Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't have the good spine. Oh, Because uh, they have like the Indiana Jones movies like that, too, yeah. and War of the Worlds. Oh, really? I was really excited, and I flipped the spine over. I was like, oh, it's a metal pack. So it's, <laughs> it's funny because it looks weird. Speaking of that, they're they're releasing a, a new version of Mad Max this week. Um, that <laughs> is a pretty cool cover. It's that's not Scream Factory. It's not a cover. Oh, is it really? Yeah, the Mad Max Collector's Edition. Oh no, shit. Yeah, they yeah. ported over all the old special features and have like another two hours of, of documentaries. Shit. So now I'm gonna actually replace my Mad Max. You should get. You should replace replace it. Shit. Ah. Uh, now I just have. Now I'm just gonna end up with this stupid tin. I because. 
Put candy in it. No, because <laughs> no, it's as thick it's as a Blu-ray co- kit. No, leave it open on your coffee table. And just like, oh, okay. That, that it's like an Altoids tray. Yeah, it would, it would have to be like Altoids or like candy corns. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm there. <laughs> you had me at candy corn. I'll just put them both. I'll mix them both together. Like oh, that horrible. <laughs> Free condoms, too. Uh, Throw that in there. <laughs> oh, man. His wife used to do that. She used to keep like a whole bowl of free condoms in her um, uh, room What's in college. What's doing here? Filled with condoms. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. Classy. Oh, man. Anyway. Um, shit. I'm going to totally replace that case now. Uh, but yeah. So Super 8 is amazing. Like really, I, as as I watched through it, I was just like, this really is maybe my favorite film that we've reviewed. Like I, I'm having a hard time thinking of another one, especially as like a, like a like a real review, like a full review that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, like remembering sitting on that couch at my parents' house and and reviewing that episode. Hey, I mean, it was our second review, so I bet that review is pretty like pointless. Um, it's probably a lot of us going, man, this movie's really good. We could always um, make a new segment re-review. Oh, <gasps> review. Review. Re-hyphen view. Oh, there that we go. Yeah. It's own podcast. Review. There we go. That's not a bad idea. Um, anyway, so if you haven't seen that movie because you're like, you know, living underground, go Be- see that movie. Before I picked out the Prestige, I was eye eyeing that movie. Were you really? Yeah. Oh man, I was it's, like God, it's I haven't crazy. seen that in a while. Oh, yeah, you should, I was you thinking the same thing it. lately. You should watch it. It's really good. But then it just reminded me I got to see War of the Worlds again. So and then I'm like, I really don't like Kyle Chandler, so fuck it. (gasps) (laughs) Just kidding. Beat you to death with this mic, sir. Hey, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. It also makes me think like Super Eight, Ghost Protocol, and goddamn, I just had it in my head. Star Trek. Like, who would have thought he would be directing a Star Wars movie? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's a good guy. Well, Sounds it's funny. I mean, it's funny because, of course, when he did Star Trek, he said he did it because he knew he would never get to make a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Ha! Never say never. Never say never. Also, the the are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Uh, the Majestic. I forgot. I watched the Majestic oh. again. Oh, does that hold up? I haven't seen it in so long. Um, yeah, I, have, I haven't seen it. I've been I've been holding out because. It, like the DVD came in that snap case. Yeah. It's like, well, someday they're going to re-release it on DVD. It's like a special edition, hopefully. Um, cause it's Frank Darabont movie, Shawshank's beloved, uh, that never happened. And now it finally came out on Blu-ray and, uh, yeah, it's, it's good. It's about as good yeah. as I remember. It's, yeah, I it's not great. But... Yeah. I haven't seen it in so long. I know Bruce Campbell's in it. Yeah. That's like one of the best parts is like yeah. Bruce Campbell's in that fake, like Raiders, the last yeah. movie. Um, and they have, as a special feature on the disc, like just that movie. Like, you Did they really? Just, yeah. So you can just watch them. I mean, it's not, you know, hey, a hundred minutes, but maybe that, maybe that qualifies for my, my horrible attempts to try and watch a lot of movies like that. I, I don't know if you listened to, um, last week's or the week before, technically. Well, last um, week's I probably couldn't hear it cause it was like, eh, uh, but, only uh, for only, only a little bit at the beginning. 40 minutes, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, so the, uh, uh, I, I've ordered a whole bunch of, again, not, not even a whole bunch, everyone that I can find that is a like cereal. Yeah. Some kind of a like Indiana Jones ripoff kind of movie. It's two oh, movies. Oh, because the Chuck Norris thing. Yeah. yeah. It's two movies. I, I've only found two. <laughs> 
I'm so disappointed. I told you about King Solomon's Mine. Yeah, that's one of them. Oh, okay. You found it. <laughs> right on. Yeah, King Solomon's Mine and The Long Road to China. Um, and then I'll probably get Blu-rays of um, Romancing the Stone and Jewel of the Nile. You can get them together for seven ninety nine at Target. Yeah. Sahara. Like, uh, that totally counts. Yeah. I mean, that's a good movie. The Mummy. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Mummy Returns. Yeah. Yeah. Tomb of the Dragon. What I really Burn. want, though, is like really cheesy, like 80s ripoff movies. Mm. What I want is fucking Firewalker, <laughs> okay. which I There's now own. A, I've seen the cover of something called Alan Quartermain. That's the uh, uh, yeah. That's the King Solomon. The King Solomon's Mine. Mine. Uh, Alan uh, Quarter- one, it's yeah. called Alan Quartermain and King Solomon's Mine or something like that. Yeah. Dude, you gotta watch the League of Extraordinary the oh, Gentlemen you. here. <gasps> I am You're not totally watching that. I can <laughs> lend you. I bet I still have my DVD copy of it because I. If you I, have it, I'll watch it. I'm not gonna <laughs> spend money on that piece of shit. That is not the worst. It's pretty close. Comic book movie ever. It's made. pretty close. Uh, you think about the people that are in the movie. It's pretty close. I do kind of want to watch it just out of the morbid curiosity of, yeah. No. I this is my like, last movie. Oh, oh, oh. Wasn't like uh, Actually, Dr. Jekyll a... like an early Hulk? Oh, you got to watch yeah. this Hulk. <laughs> I yeah. Know. I know. I was at Tradesmart and it was seven bucks. I'm like, fuck. I'm not, I'll, I'll, I'll wait on this one. There's some YouTube thing. It's like the most boring superhero movie ever created. <laughs> um, yeah. So the Majestic. Um I like the part about making the movie theater, the whole like uh, communism, McCarthy thing, feels like stitched on. While while mm-hmm. important, seems yeah. stitched yeah. to the movie. Yes, it does. I yeah. wish it was just about them, not everyone in the town thinking that guy's who he's not, and yeah, rebuilding the theater. Yep. Yeah. It's it's Frank Darabont's Lawrence of Arabia. The first half is really good, and then the second half is stitched okay. on. I was like, where are you going with this? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is not the worst comic book movie. Uh, I think that and Catwoman is pretty close. Oh, no. All right. Catwoman is definitely worse. Have you seen the... Catwoman? Yeah. Hmm. Now I have to watch a both to see what's worse. Quick, you have yeah. a gun to your head. The original Punisher, Catwoman, or the League of Extraordinary, Gen- uh, Extraordinary the Gentlemen? The original Punisher. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. They like how I didn't even take time. I was like, done. Oh, yeah, no. The, the original Punisher is a fun movie. No, he's talking about the Dolph Lundgren one. Yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah. I've never seen that one. He he goes through a sewer. Okay. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is Lou Gossick Jr. Fun. is in it. Yep. It's a, it's a dumb movie, but there's some fun ideas in that movie. I'm I am gonna buy League of Extraordinary Gentlemen now just so I can like Yeah, and I'll borrow it. I'm not I yeah. don't know if I want to spend LXG. it. LXG. <laughs> Son of a bitch. As it was referred no, to on posters. Totally, that's totally how yep. I remember Sean Connery stopped doing movies because of it. <laughs> Alan Moore hates Hollywood because he, of it. Well he actually only did it because of the Matrix. Like because it was he read the script. He read the script to the Matrix because he was not the Wachowskis, though, is it? No, no, no. So he he was offered a role in, in the Matrix, which he turned down because he was like, I don't understand this. And then he got the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen script and went, I still don't understand this, but this time I'll do it because I regret not doing the Matrix. Mm. So, which a number of people did stuff like that because um, uh, Will Smith has one too, but I can't remember which movie it is because he he turned down the Matrix as well, and then it was the Matrix. So there are a bunch of people who have like stories about 
you know, getting into situations where they, they shouldn't have because they were, they regretted having not turned down the matrix. Mm. And I, I know for a fact that League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is one of those. Cool. So I guess we do comic book. Yeah. Oh, snap, guys. I can't believe you guys have not... I've been telling you for six months to read Endgame. Can Can I interrupt you for just yep. a second? At this point, I have typed in all of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and IMDb refuses to autofill... <laughs> Like, you know how they've got the drop yeah. down where the won't do it, refuses to pull up League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And I didn't spell anything wrong. I I, I just want to point that out. <laughs> Whoever built IMDb specifically built it to not pull up <laughs> the League of Extraordinary. All right. Anyway, sorry. So, sorry, end game. I'm looking up who directed the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Uh, Stephen, Stephen Norrington. Norrington. And that was his last movie directing anything. Oh. Yeah, yeah he did four. Including Blade, it's got a cool twist where they where when they reveal who the villain is. You have to watch Blade movies. Yeah, do you remember? Who I don't the mind villain? the Blade ones. Do you remember who the villain in League of Extraordinary nope. Gentlemen is? It's a neat twist. Uh, Tom Sawyer, I don't give a shit. Moriarty. No, no, Tom Sawyer is. God damn it! What's up, nerds? It's the Comics Corner. Anyways, I've been telling you guys for six months. You should guys should uh, read Endgame. It's the Batman Joker story. Yeah. In this, they have the final showdown between Joker and Batman, and in the issues leading up to it, the Joker has unleashed a poison that's turning the city of Gotham into basically Joker zombies, and Batman has enlisted the help of his greatest villains, Clayface, Bane, Poison Ivy, to help them take down the Joker, and he does in this one, and the over arcing part of this story is that the Joker might actually be immortal, that he's shown up in pictures from Gotham from 150 years ago. He's been killing people from a long time ago. In the previous issue, he chopped Alfred's hand off. Um, yeah, the Joker's gone crazy because he's so mad at the Batman for rejecting him at the end of Death of the Family that he's now just going to kill Batman. And he... He's always one step ahead of Batman, or so he thinks. So in the issue, uh, Batman and all uh, Robin, Nightwing, all those villains attack the Joker, and Batman gets up to Joker on a... He's basically in a parade, like the 89 Batman. And Batman gets up there, and the Joker thinks he bests him, and he pulls off the mask, and it's actually Dick Grayson. So uh, Batman found out Joker's secret, which is... It's not a Lazarus pit, but it's basically a pool that heals the Joker. So he would go into it and he'd heal and he'd come back. Um, but it's also doesn't really answer the question. If the Joker is immortal, if he's been around forever, it kind of, because the story also plays on it that he's been lying. He, you don't know if he's right. telling the truth or lying, obviously. Um, and the Joker and the Batman have maybe the greatest fight they've ever had at the end. It's like bloody. There's a part where the Joker jumps behind Batman and carves a smiley face in his back with a knife. Um, Sheesh. And uh, do you guys want me to spoil it for you? It's, sure. It's a huge, huge spoiler. Sure. Mm. Okay. okay, or don't. Do you not want me to? Yeah, yeah. I'm probably not going to get to it for a while. Uh, both Batman and the Joker die at the end. What? Yeah. Um, if you look didn't, at the... Didn't, didn't Batman just die like two If you look ago? at the Divergent, if you see it on there, it's Batman's a robot. Oh, that's why... Uh, what's his name? 
Commissioner Gordon's going to be Batman. That explains it. Yeah, because uh, it's it's so awesome because they're fighting, and you know the Joker carves a smiley face in Batman's back, and the Joker's taunting him, saying, "You're not going to do anything." And then the Batman hits this column that hits the Joker in the back, and it breaks his back, and the Batman's bleeding out, and uh, the lady who's helping him says, "You know, Bruce, you got to get out of there." He's like, "No, I'm just going to stay down here with my friend." And then the whole like thing collapses on him. Um, so they might not be dead, but they might be dead. But they both die together. It's it's pretty amazing. It's a it's an amazing six issue arc. And if someone had the balls to tell a story, that's how I'd want a superhero to go out. You know, take out your greatest enemy, sacrifice, and then have a robot Batman show up. I guess. I mean, you know, Bruce Wayne's gonna be back, but. You know, in, in time he, for Batman Superman. He literally yeah. did just die like two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a great story. Cool. In the most confusing Grant Morrison yeah. run ever. <laughs> yeah, it's not Grant Morrison, so it's Scott Snyder who tells it. I mean, yeah, it's straight, so. Cool. And, I mean, there's also great moments when they're fighting where Batman's having an inner monologue, and he said, he seems faster, he seems quicker and stronger. And then the Joker says, you seem surprised. That you think I've been training this whole time, or do you think I was just holding back, waiting to kill you? And it, so, the Joker is lying throughout this whole arc, so you don't know what to believe or not. So it's yeah, it's great. I think he has a line. I think it's in the uh, a Killing Joke, where he says, um, "My origin always changes depending on the mood I'm in." Yeah. So um, you never really know what's true or not with the Joker. That's cool. So yeah, she definitely pick it. Well, I don't know if you can find it anymore. Andrew told me he got like forty calls. For that issue, um, when I went there, and I was there at like ten thirty in the morning, so he, was, you know, they open at ten, and as I was getting ready to just look at other comics, he's like, "Hey man, make sure you take that Batman issue with you," because <laughs> a lot of people were like looking for it, and he has something I don't know, fifty something people have Batman. I don't know, I'm guesstimating. I can't remember what he told me. So he has those issues. He ordered an additional like twenty or something. So he said, "I'm going to sell out of this super fast." People fighting for that Batman issue. Sure's in my holes a lot. All good. Yeah. So you're good. You should definitely read the end game. It's amazing. Cool. Uh this week we the summer movies kicked off with Avengers Age of Ultron. Brad, should people go see Avengers Age of Ultron? <laughs> Are they gonna see it anyway? <laughs> yeah. Like... But... Okay. Brad, did you like Avengers Age of Ultron? Um, I did. I thought it was okay. Okay. Br- uh, James, did you like Avengers Age of Ultron? Um, yeah, I mean, I think people should, of course, to go see it. Um, I'm glad I got to see it a second time before we review it, because I feel differently th- now than I did after the first one. Hmm. So. Uh, yeah, I think the movie is pretty fun. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. And every time Captain America spoke, I, like, listened and was happy. Yeah. Here's a trailer for Marvel's The Avengers Age of Ultron. I was designed to save the world. People who look to the sky and see hope. I'll take that from them first. There's only one path to peace. Their extinction. Try to create a suit of armor around the world. But I created something terrible. 
artificial intelligence. It's called the Ultron program. I'm sick of watching people pay for our mistakes. Isn't why we fight so we can end the fight and go home? Well, you amazingly failed. <laughs> Nothing but our wit and our will save the world. So stand and fight. No way we all get through this. I got no plans tomorrow night. I'm always picking up after you, boys. We can tear them apart. From the inside. You can do! <laughs> Dizzy's Marvel's The Avengers. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool. I love when movies just drop you right into the middle of what's going on. Yeah. You know, it's, it's literally they drop you into a huge action scene. Right. And, well, and the action scene where, A, they sort of do the thing that you're expecting them to do because they do it in the, in the last movie where it's like yeah. one one huge long single shot that goes between all the heroes and then you get your big hero shot where they all jump into the, like, you just start with, like, your showstopper. Um, yeah, it's awesome. It's a really good scene. Yeah. I mean, the, and the first line of dialogue is shit. <laughs> yeah language <laughs> and then it's a that is a running joke throughout the whole movie yeah it's good yeah so in it i mean everybody pretty much knows the story the avengers are trying to stamp out hydra because hydra's infiltrated shield and along the way tony stark decides that he's gonna harness the power from loki's um staff and the jewel in it actually contains an infinity stone and they're gonna try to make our artificial intelligence and by doing that they accidentally him and Dr. Banner unleash Ultron. And then they spend the rest of the movie doing a, a Turing test on Ultron to see whether or not he's convincing. Yes. And then he puts on skin. Yes. Wait, wrong movie. It becomes movie. the vision. <laughs> Same movie. Okay, all right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... I mean, that's the straight as it yeah. gets. And then they fight. And they fight. Really cool. Yeah. Um, Ultron's really good. I I I don't love I he's not the most amazing like villain that that there has been in a move, in a Marvel movie but I think uh he's really entertaining like Spader the way that Spader does that voice and the the little like one-off like manic moments are really interesting you know cuz he is supposed to they talk about him like he's supposed to be this great intelligence and he's this superhuman robot thing that should be super smart and then like he just has these mental breaks where you just all of a sudden you don't know how to read that character and it's really unnerving um, and smart. Like I, I really like it. Yeah, I mean, you'll talk to a lot of comic book people that say Ultron is the Avengers' greatest villain. Um, okay. Because he's just, I mean, they touch on it in the movie, he can upload himself to anywhere. Right. You know, even though at the end of the movie, technically he's killed. Yeah. I mean, probably not. I mean, he can still... Well, I mean, they, well, they, they, they say that the vision cuts him off from the internet. They do. So, but who knows? 
But yeah, you could always bring him back. You can always bring him back. Yeah, you find a way. He's, uh, yeah. Yeah. He, he can go anywhere. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the movie looks spectacular. It's shot really well. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Um, it, so it has, for me, and the reason I said what I said was that it, it's got like 30 minutes on the cutting room floor, and I feel like I can feel it. Because um, when I f- the first time I saw it, I was like, "Man, this has some pacing issues." Like, it's just there's so much stuff that it it loses momentum and then builds momentum, and like I just I didn't feel super into it the whole time. And then when we saw it this morning, I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. Now I'm now I'm just having fun." Like, and sometimes that happens with especially with movies like this that are have a whole lot of uh, hype and expectation on them. I, I have that same sort of feeling where I feel like I'm I'm almost distracted because I'm either analyzing it or trying to think of like what's going to happen next or like how can they top this thing or you know how does this fit into this especially when it's a a part of a series I tend to my brain tends to go to a place of like how does this fit into the greater series right mm-hmm. I get distracted by lines when you know Thor says things like you know uh, they they found four infinity gems in the last two years and I'm going how do you know about the fourth one you weren't in Guardians of the Galaxy how do you and that just happened theoretically and then I'm sure that I'm missing like good jokes you know the first time I see mm-hmm. the movie um, so seeing it the second time I was like oh this is really like there were there were a lot of like one liners and little jokes and th- things that I genuinely enjoyed a lot more the second time um, because the first time I was. It's not even just distracted, but like just trying to follow everything and keep up with all the stuff that's going on with this movie. I don't know if I don't struggle with that because I'm a Marvel fan, such a big Marvel fan. Yeah, that stuff I always like. I can remember and it like all those beats hit hit with me. Um, I just, I just mean, I think the movie is really well done, and I think, uh, I just, I just always have fun watching them. You know, I think. Oh yeah. Why Joss Whedon's so great for these movies is he does spend the right amount of time on each character, which is always really hard when you have a movie like this. Yeah. Because when you're counting, I mean, 16, I think, Avengers, I can count in that. Yeah. So, you know, it's it, it's great. And you you see, you know, War Machine or Rhodes at the beginning, and, you know, oh, yeah, it's cool that they got him in. And then to have him kind of pop up at the end just to have a little moment is really cool. And that's what I think Avengers movie is to me. Yeah. Um, Brad, you said you thought it was okay, so... Um. Um, yeah, well, I, I didn't have as much fun as I did the first movie with yeah. it. Um, probably because not being n- as knowledgeable about the Marvel Universe, I was trying a little harder to follow mm-hmm. what was going on. Um, but also, like, one of the things I loved about the first movie was that, you know, I'm not as much a fan of Joss Whedon's writing as everyone else. And I felt like... Um, the first movie didn't, I didn't feel like it was a Joss Whedon written movie. Mm. And this one was blatantly like, it went back to what I hate about his writing is that it seems like every line has to be a witty, snappy remark. And it's just like, it felt like every line in the movie was just like over and over again, just like something clever. It's like someone was saying something clever. Yeah, God damn it for writing lines that are so clever. I mean, yeah, but I know, I, space no, out I, with I'm more like, like natural. Yeah. No, I mean you're. The, it, when I read reviews about this movie, the people that don't like it say the exact same thing. Yeah, where it's you know you it feels have like to, everyone's the same character. You have to embrace the Joss Whedon um, that thing. way. I mean, I, I don't think everyone's the same character, but I mean, it, if you don't like Joss Whedon, I can see how the movie is a tougher sell for people. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I've <laughs> I have watched 
600 episodes of Joss Whedon stuff. Yeah. And um, I've always enjoyed them. But, yeah, I mean, I think that's a common complaint. Yeah. It's funny because I almost feel the opposite way where I felt like I felt like I didn't have quite as much of a – well, hmm. So I guess there's as much snappy dialogue, but there's not as much snappy dialogue sessions, if that makes sense. Like there's characters who say like one-liners and things like that. But in the first one, you have these really amazing scenes where you get all those characters together and they're firing things back and forth. And you've got like it's just the whole scene is just characters talking and a lot of characters talking and following that dialogue to me, which that those those dinner table sequences, those are the things that I really think of as defining Joss Whedon moments. Um, And there are a few of those here. Um, I think it's on purpose, though, because, yeah, I mean. People can disagree with me, but they're trying to also set up civil war where you, you have to have people not agreeing right. fundamentally with what they're doing. Right. And that's the other thing I felt was really obvious about the movie is it felt like just this bridge to something else. Yeah. I mean, obviously yeah. they, they have to because they're making like this is the end of phase two. Ant-Man right. is the first movie in phase three. So they have to find a way to end it and also bridge yourself to it, yeah. to the next one, which is technically Civil War because Ant-Man's not even connected to it. Yeah, I mean, the truth is, if you look at a lot of what is between now and the next Avengers movie, there's really only Civil War, Thor, and maybe Spider-Man that are really, like, well, mm-hmm. and Guardians of the Galaxy, they're really going to be connected. But, like, um, well, technically Inhumans is after, but... Black Panther, Ant-Man, they're not really going to be that connected no. to what's going on. Because, I mean, with the I Infinity... I guess Captain Marvel will, I yeah. would think. But, I mean, yeah, because the, the Infinity War is going to have to bring in the Guardians. Yeah, oh, Because yeah. that's their... <laughs> Guardians of the right. Galaxy, that's what they do. The, the tra- it's, tracks. It's their name. Yeah, and... <laughs> they, they have a character who is fated to kill Thanos. Like, that has... Yeah. I hope so. it isn't going to play out that way. Though. I'm not a big fan of Drax. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, um, but... Yeah, it's yeah, but you know you have to have that riff because I mean that's why I I, I mean I love the scene where they're building the Vision uh, banner and Stark because Captain America is so fundamentally against it. Yeah, and because it is interesting when you think about it because you know Civil War is it starts because of the superhero registration, but in 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 this Avengers world everybody knows who the Avengers are, so. I mean, who's True. the biggest secret is Spider-Man. Yeah, it is kind of why you need to go get Spider-Man and Daredevil and a couple other exactly. guys. Cause... And that's why they're going to be on Tony Stark's side. And that's why I think Tony Stark left on his own is because when it's clever, as they call it the New Avengers, because they have a New Avengers comic. So, you know, Captain America and Black Widow, that's their team. And so Tony Stark is going to have his own team who believe that superheroes should I reveal themselves and I mean, Steve Rogers doesn't believe that, even though everybody already knows who Steve Rogers is. Right. Um, but, I mean, there's – back to this movie. I, I love the f- scene where Rogers is fighting Ultron on top of the tractor trailer. Um, I, I just – I don't know. I love Captain – I love the character of Captain America in these movies. Yeah. And Chris Evans does such a great job. You just love him. Yeah. He's got every every line of dialogue he has. is I, And I don't even think that it's, like, snappy, witty dialogue. I think he has – some really profound, cool lines in this movie that are just well-written little bit. You know, there's the line about, you know, every time that you try to start to stop a war before it starts, people die. Mm-hmm. Like, 
he has so much like wisdom coming out of that character that you just I have a hard time not loving every time he's talking. And then he takes a a whole chunk of wood and rips it in half. And you realize <laughs> oh, that yeah. motherfucker doesn't even need an axe. <laughs> and that's what's great, too, is because they also set up uh, Tony Stark as kind of a villain. Yeah. You know, where he doesn't make the best choices and his arrogance gets in his way. And, I mean, it happens in Civil War. I mean, his arrogance gets in the way and Spider-Man switches sides. It's it's interesting because that actually gets at one of the things I I struggle with on this movie is that I do feel like they they ignore the inconvenient things that the other Marvel movies set up. Right, there is no even lip service paid to the fact that Iron Man three ends with hot, with him saying, "I'm not going to be Iron Man anymore," and they don't even give a shit in this movie. Yeah, and I I struggle with that. I really do. Well, because uh, like, but you're also forget at the end of Iron Man three, he takes a suit with him. He he does. Yeah, when I, that I don't remember that at you all. Don't remember that he no. drives away with it in the convertible. Where? At the end of the movie. Well, I'm going to go watch it, but I don't remember uh, that. I can put it in the back seat or in the trunk. Yeah. It's like riding with him. I missed that. I don't remember that. I, you guys that need is to watch not... Iron Man 3 again. Okay, but I yeah, I feel like that is against everything he was saying in the dialogue at the end of Iron Man 3. Well, that's why he has the team of uh, Iron Man 2. Yeah, but I, that's my point, is that I feel like Iron Man 3 ends with him sort of saying like, I'm. I can be a superhero without like Iron Man and, and Tony Stark are not the same person. But um, then he realizes that he can't do that right away because they have to to stamp out Hydra after the events of Captain America. So Winter that, Soldier. But that's my problem is that we don't see him. I don't have to that. be that explained to me. I can figure it out on my own. Yeah. I. It just. <laughs> it, it would have been nice if they had. Well, said good something news. Because... I already read that the Avengers Blu-ray is going to be the extended cut. That's what I want because <laughs> yeah, I do it... feel like there is stuff in this movie or there's stuff that's not in this movie that's probably really good stuff. Um, Loki's in it. Well, like, yeah, yes. There's like two other th- weird things. It's like when Thor goes to find Doctor Selvig, and then they just go to this underground pool. Yeah, and then well, there's Thor a, has there's like a, a dream whole, sequence. There's a whole lot of that plot that's not. Yeah, there. and then he just goes to like discuss the vision, like a huge exhibition. It felt like there was something huge missing, and then there is. Um, going back to like them disregarding things, like after. Winter Soldier, you feel like Nick Fury is like off and there's no more shield. And then in this movie, like, yeah, we've got the helicarrier. I'm back. Yeah, but that at least he does say, like, hey, we just hung this up off. They're not, they're not, they're not, well, that, yeah. <laughs> I did, well, I was watching this movie, I was like, man, he should just be in sunglasses. Like, like, give, at least give us that. Because yeah. um, especially when you've got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on TV, where they are very much in a world where S.H.I.E.L.D. does not exist and is very evil. Right, like at least they do have um, Baron. What's his face say? Well, no, I I work for Shield. I don't work for Hydra. And you're like, oh right, yeah. Oh man, this this world is way more fucked up than it seems. You know, in just the movies. Um, but yeah, there are just some things where I, I it's a problem just because the universe is now getting so large that it's going to be very difficult for them to actually keep up all these things. Which I mean, it's true in comics too. So it's not you know. Um, also, I think that farmhouse is the farmhouse from Nowhere to Run. I swear. <laughs> it? It, I think it's the it same like, landscape. And I know they house. use the house from Friday 13th Part 4 in tons of movies. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Um, also, I like Ultron's plan, like cutting a chunk of the Earth out and then yeah. slamming it back into itself. The great cool. extinction event. Like, yeah. And the fact that they don't really... Like, you don't really... 
Like it's a it's a mystery. You actually have to get to the end to figure out what's actually going to happen. Oh. And he and he leaves those little Easter like eggs a lot of movies tell you right up front, and then they just have to solve it. But... Yeah. I mean, he has that line. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to tell you my master plan." And then oh yeah. Just, then he yeah. just starts kicking ass. I'm really glad you asked because I wanted to take the time to explain my evil plan to you. Yeah. Um, and and I, I thought the Scarlet Witch was really cool in it. Oh, she's so awesome. Um, Man, when she gets all mad and screams and falls on her knees and everything explodes around her, I was like, "Oh!" Yeah. And killing yeah. off a character—that was, yeah, yeah. They didn't say like, didn't see that coming. Yeah, but well, I didn't want—I didn't want that actor show in, to show up in more movies, so I'm fine with it. No, I mean, I don't care about the actor, but uh, yeah, I actually thought it was going to be the Joss Whedon when I was watching it, and you know, Hawkeye went home and he has this wife yeah. and family. I'm like, oh, Joss Whedon's going to kill Hawkeye. He's going <laughs> to fucking do it. So here's the thing: I was really afraid he was because I was like, dude, you're. You're telegraphing it too much. We all see this one coming. Don't you can't do that one. So I think that's honestly what it was. I think he. Oh, was, I think he did it on purpose. For I think sure. he wrote all that stuff in to to mislead us. Mm. Um, you know, which I'm cool with because I also think it's really good. Like yeah. adding in all that stuff because Hawkeye is a character that has been. I mean, I said it underserved. Back, yeah, like I said it in Avengers. Like I I think that the Avengers is really about Black Widow. This movie is very much about Hawkeye. Because um, he also gets maybe the best speech in the movie. Oh yeah. Um, like when he's in the in that room with with uh, Wanda and is telling her like, "Look, oh, yeah, you can stay here. That's fine. But I get shit to do. So either stay here. But if you leave, you become an Avenger." And you're, oh, you're, that's like it, it. It calls back to you know when we were talking about uh, best movies of ninety whatever. Um, no, best movies of two thousand and five. And I was talking about that line in Kingdom of Heaven where. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, does making a, a man a knight really make him a better soldier? I was like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> that's how that felt in that moment was like, yeah, if you walk outside, you become an Avenger and that makes you a better person. Like, oh, it's just so cool. And she's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I want more Elizabeth Olsen in Marvel movies. Yeah. They had like great shots of her leaning over and her like boobs hanging out. Damn it. I love that about her. She's like totally down to show nudity. <laughs> Even when it's like her dad having sex with her in a movie. That movie's horrible. Yep. Ugh. Remember that movie? What was that movie called? Old Boy? Old Boy. Yeah. Did you even see that with us? I don't think you saw that with us. Yeah, I saw it. You did. Oh, okay. Man. That Sheesh. movie made like $2 million. Seen both versions. Yeah. The Hammer Fight's cool. In huh. the original. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I'll see it again. Yeah. Uh, the Stinger could be cooler. Which is... Weird because you know, it's, it's messed like, up. Is uh, the lady who introduced the movie said like, "Don't stay after credits because there's nothing." No, okay. So I all right. So I'm genuinely kind of pissed about. I understand this. she meant the very very end, but like people, like the theater cleared out, and I was sitting there like checking on my phone and like, oh, there is a post credits thing. Sweet. <laughs> oh, so that's suckers. A, that's a different thing than the experience I had. So when I I went on Friday night, and the waitress for the row behind me. Uh, as she was walking through, she was telling everybody, like, hey, so there's a mid-credit sequence, but there's nothing at the end. So you don't have to stay through the whole credits. Like, you can go ahead and leave. But, you know, you you don't want to stay through the mid-one, but there's no reason to stay through the rest of the credits. And, like, she was really, like, spelling out. Like, it was. It felt like she was encouraging people to get up and leave. Like, hey, don't. I, I got to clean the. It, it felt like she was basically saying, like, I need to clean the theater, so I need you to get out when the credits roll. And then when we saw it, Today, um, as they were, that was like, weird. Yeah, like they, we were sitting there watching the credits, and somebody even said, "Like, hey, you guys know that there's nothing at the end, right?" And I'm just like, 
seriously, like, okay, I like watching the credits. Um, or yeah, oh no, because then the the sound cut off in yeah. ours as well. Well, also um, too, our waitress came by and yeah. like talked to us in the middle. He's like, "Do you need anything else?" Oh um, yeah, no, that no, was... we uh, we know how the Alamo works. We can put up a, a sign. Yeah, um, that was weird. That was really bad. And I almost told her afterwards, like, I wanted to find her and go, like, "Do not do that." Like, do not do that. Um, but, like, I like watching the credits of a movie. Yeah. Like, it's weird that it has turned into this thing where where now people are going, like, oh, you don't need to stay. Like, just so you know, like, if you if you got better shit to do than be respectful to the people who worked for years of their lives to entertain you for the last <laughs> two hours, then by all means, get outside. Like, you sat here for two hours, you can't sit for another five minutes? Yeah, like, like listen to the music and talk with your friends about what you liked and what you didn't like and, like, look at how many people worked so hard and i will i will admit that like having you know uh robert downey jr's driver credited in the credits is maybe a little bit overkill but whatever like you know he's probably in a union where they have to be yeah like and his name is one of i don't know a hundred on the screen at that time like it's not that big a deal um because thousands of people put this thing together for you um yeah, it was just really, it really rubbed me the wrong way. Um, so, I, I, anyway, the reason I said that, though, is we saw more Thanos in Guardians of the Galaxy than we did in that Stinger, so it didn't feel like, I, I mean, I guess it's because you see the gauntlet, but mm. I don't know. With no gems in it, though. Yeah. So he's got to find a way to get the gems, so he's going to have to come down to Earth to get the vision. Yeah. So, that's the question, because Thor says there's six. Mm-hmm. Which on its own, I think is oh yeah, right because there are six because there's mm-hmm. one in the back of the yeah. palm right too. So there's got to be one more in in like Thor Ragnarok has got to have one, mm-hmm. but there's not going to be one in Civil War. No. So maybe Black Panther find finds. Oh one. well, yeah, because he's right. in South Africa in the mines. Totally. Yeah. So there'll there will be one in in Black Panther and there will be one in Ragnarok, or maybe in Guardians Two, but mm-hmm. probably not. You would think that Guardians Two will have like it's. Well, Guardians the 2 is just what I think it's isn't Guardians 2 after the first part of Infinity War I don't think so I think it is maybe I think it goes Infinity War then Guardians 2 then Infinity War part 2 I mean plus it's going to be mostly about uh, Quill's dad I would think um, I mean it's going to tell the story of Quill's dad so um, yeah we'll see but we still got to find I think Josh Rowland's voice is good for Thanos. oh he's so good and he, he freaking looks like Thanos. <laughs> so it's pretty neat. Um, yeah. I don't know. Cool. Yeah, I it's the it. Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. Losers don't. Um, I like that scene where Ultron is talking and he says, what doesn't kill you? And then he breaks himself in half with another version of himself and says, makes you stronger. I thought that was a cool. Uh, that was good. Yep. That was a neat little moment. And he looked more like the comic book version of Ultron at that point. Yes. Yeah, I don't I don't adore the way he looks. Like it feels like they built him so that he could talk. Oh, that is the one thing that I do wish he had done that that Joss Whedon had done here is I wish that all of the like the the other Ultron bots, I wish he had made them feel like not like Reavers, but more threatening. Because um, I really love when the one flies into the helicarrier and is like, there's that shot where it's crawling straight at you and it just feels really dangerous. 
uh, and then they have to stab it in the face and it like slowly dies. Like I wish all of them felt like that. I wish every single one of them felt like it was this menacing, horrible killing machine. Um, cause they, they, I mean, they tear through so many of them, but if you just had more moments like that, uh, especially like in that first one where they, where they break through, you know, um, cause that, that early Ultron, that's all half broken is mm-hmm. so creepy and awesome that I just wish all of them had that feeling. It's the one thing that like, I don't know. I was never as afraid of the Ultron bots as I, I feel like I could have been. So if you're in an elevator, the elevator goes up with the hammer, right? <laughs> oh, that's so good. I do love Thor's face when like Cap yeah, moves when it just a little bit. Yeah, when yeah. when well, it's just yeah that moment where you can tell he's like, you know what, he might be worthy. Yep. If anybody in this room is worthy, it's Cap. So I might be in trouble here. He's so relieved. <laughs> It's good. Yeah. So next week, I don't know what we're seeing. We'll see something. Yeah. Some movie. Probably. I want to see Maggie. I don't know if you guys want to see that one. but I'll see Maggie. I'm uh, Schwarzenegger. I won't be here, so. Yeah. Where right. are you going to be? L.A. Oh, that's right. You did say that. It's Wait. cool. I'm going to try and watch the, the, new, the, the new Beverly. But Cool. That'd be neat. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening for 200 episodes. Yeah. You're the best. Thanks for being on 200 episodes, guys. Bye. Bye. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6nerds5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill, for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.